0: Hey, Jerry, what's up?
1: Look at you trying to do my intros by telling me what's up. I am so proud of you for taking my shoes. Uh,
0: So we're here once again, Jerry, for another Tales of the Filmmakers episode, because we have no guests. I know. Nobody
1: likes us this week. How can I blame so,
0: So this one's different from the other two that we did. One was Mind Vision, one was Black Sun. Because this is a film we're going to talk about that never got produced. and
1: Sometimes those are the best ones. Oh yeah,
0: the, the, and it's going to be a great story too. So the film in question is the first developed Black Sun sequel. Mm. In fact, there were two that were in development, Jerry. Uh, not at the same time though, as you know, but there were two in development. The second one we'll probably never get to talk about because right. of legal issues and stuff. But today we're going to talk about the aftermath of the first Black Sun film, how a sequel got green the writing behind the scenes, the infighting about the direction of the project, entering pre-production, and its ultimate cancellation during pre-production.
1: And if I actually wanted Hawaiian food or pizza, oh, that yeah. is a very tough debate. Oh,
0: yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and, as a special bonus, we're going to watch the announcement trailer. Mmm. Not only are we going to watch the announcement trailer... But, Jerry, Jerry, you're going to have to buckle your seat in because we're going to be uh, reading the script instead of watching the movie because there is no movie. We're going to be reading the script. So, so uh, get a drink, make a sandwich, keep driving that car, get back to work. Ready it for the long one, Jerry. I got one out of three right here. So, as always, Jerry, I'm going to shut up and let you start with our journey, Jerry. So, take it away.
1: So, before I tell you not to shut up anymore... So to get into Black Sun and the success of it, as we've spoken about in the past, when did you feel like was the indicator of when you first wanted to do a sequel? It's
0: funny because I never wanted to do a sequel. Right. Uh, We wrote it as a feature, but uh, we never wanted to do it as a a sequel because I had other ideas that I wanted to do. Um, One idea was to brand... The Black Sun name and just make different, I guess. Make it an anthology series. One idea I had was I was watching uh, the the movie The Mothman Prophecies. Uh, you you remember me talking about this like freaking, like that's all I freaking talk about in 2015.
1: Well, that the the X Files. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so so. Um I wanted to make a cryptozoology type movie based off of Slender Man but use it as under the Black Sun label as like a Black Sun story. Kind of like how Star Wars has been doing like hey, solo a Star Wars story, Rogue One a Star Wars story. It would have been like this name Star Wars story.
1: Star Wars, Childish Game theater. Yeah,
0: so that was gonna be that was gonna be the uh the name of it. But so uh, getting back to your question. So we didn't really get Initial success until the end of 2015, but the beginning of 2015, we were we were in the, uh, the cast party, the cast and crew party. We were watching the cut of the film. Oh, my beloved old house. And, and the favorite line ever from Ian. Uh, we were having the, the uh, party on Friday, Friday the 13th, so Ian blankly looks at you and me and says, <laughs> what, what day is Friday the 13th? <laughs> if you remember that So oh, I said to so Ian legendary. I said to Ian I said Ian Can you, can you Say that a little slower said, just, just, just a little slower A little slower And it goes Friday And it was Oh son of a bitch I go yeah So yeah, you should
1: have been like Ian I just couldn't understand you Please repeat again Yeah so So,
0: so anyway So we had on Friday Friday the 13th It was a great day And everyone clapped And was like We want a sequel We want a sequel And I'm like uh, uh.
1: Even my mom thought it
0: was Yeah good. So we So we mulled it over And I was like Alright Well We'll do a sequel,
1: even though I was just... It was not even I can see it's kind of like that public service announcement. And you'd be like, well, I guess we'll do a sequel at some point in the future. Uh, well, I'll do my best
0: Bloomberg impersonation. Well, you know, I guess. We'll we'll, we'll try it. It's okay. It's all okay. We'll do it. We're Don't worry. We're going
1: to be snowed in this week. It's all good. It's fine. Go outside.
0: It's a beautiful day. It's like two feet of snow. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so yeah, that's that's exactly uh, where we were at
1: the time. I guess. <laughs> so, kind of a one-off question. We were to make the film, and if you could imagine any scene that I would fall asleep in, as that's our novelty joke between the oh, three yeah. of us, what would be one scene in the film where you feel like I'd be a great backup and falling asleep at?
0: I don't remember hmm. exactly. Maybe when we read the script, I'll remember. I remember this you is read, were trying to, I read, like. No, the joke though. No, the joke was was that I wanted you to be in every single scene in the background somewhere sleeping, and have everybody try to find you, like like a Where's this Waldo? Is
1: why I have you on the podcast? Like <laughs> like,
0: like 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 Where's a Where Waldo? Uh, probably the park scene. We <laughs> shooting, yeah, yeah, because you know you're in the background as a bum, like sleeping. Like, of course,
1: with the most creepy <laughs> connotations. Oh yeah, of course. You're like, <laughs> you're like, this. Oh, boy. that's for the cameras right there. That's for Ian. <laughs> that's for Ian. <laughs> that's for Ian. <laughs> that's for Ian. <laughs> It's me and so, Ian like to
0: make creepy faces at each other. Like, how do you come up with the name for the sequel though Oh my god, it, can't, it went through like so many names. It was Black Sun, the Ninth Gate. Black Sun. Even I don't remember. Yeah, Black Sun, the Ninth Gate. Black Sun this, Black Sun that. We even had, we even joked around. We had a porn name for it. But we had a porn name, which was Ian's oh, friend. Oh, Ian's friend okay. Catherine was called the Black Sun Big Dick. <laughs> 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 and that's what the code name for it was for a while before I settled on. uh Black Sun, The Seven Seal, which is a which is a Van Halen, uh, n- which is the name of a Van Halen song from the Balance album. Because I'm a big Van Halen. Is the fan. theme
1: song gonna be Tattoo? No, no,
0: Tatoo. but no. So I I, I was a big uh, Van Halen fan. So like I was just one day I was just listening to music and I saw the name The Seven Seal. I was like, well, wow, that's like an occultish type name plus it's like in the bible so like i was like yeah this could this could probably work so we we settled on uh the this the seven seal
1: well it's david lee raw fans that could always be the biggest cult in music tale Sammy hagar uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you just made it twice as much of a call as it would have been
0: yeah so now we got all the comments <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> lou is gonna be our biggest most anti-fan you <laughs> can imagine <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so so as, a, as we both know, this film took many twists and turns in a span of, like, what, 11, 12 months? Maybe more. I don't know. <laughs> what, like, when did you really... Because I wasn't involved so much in the writing process. Mm-hmm. It was really you and Ian. Like, when did you two start making the idea come to fruition?
0: I would say it was around, like, March of 2015 was when I started really deep diving into making, um... I guess bullet point notes. Because the way I write... I don't. I, I try to write treatments, but treatments just take forever to do, and, yeah. it's, and it's just and it's just cumbersome. So I usually just do plot point bullet points. So like, I need my character to get to this point, and then I separate well, I feel
1: them. Spearheads like things faster too. Yeah, and
0: then I separate them into like three different acts. Which it's funny because I wrote I wrote this on Facebook, and one of the guys I went to uh, or the art institute with his name's Titus. Shout out to Titus. He he's got Titus. his own. He's got his own production company, and um, it's called Ult- Ultimate Class. Uh, look him up and uh he was having struggle with writing with something and i says, hey just use the bullet point idea that i come up with so he uses it now so i guess i came up with a little bit of a trend but that's i'm going yeah. off topic here but um i gotta tell you like i wrote the first draft like, the first draft was like 70 pages of just nonsense <laughs> of just nonsense
1: but well, you probably thought it was the most rational thing in the world. No, no, right. I didn't. I didn't. I was like this
0: is the most irrational thing possible. I could not figure out what the hell like I need, I knew the ending, which is great cuz a lot of directors you have an ending then you work backwards. I had an ending and I had a beginning cuz we were we were starting off where the first film ended. And then I had to like meet in the middle somewhere and that was just I don't know what the hell I was <laughs> I was going off topic on that one. Well, like in an anything, it's very
1: hard to meet in the middle sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. have to read. Oh my God, it's it's really ridiculous. Like I was having so many, so many, uh, writing blocks with this. As I could see your notes, you're 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 gonna get to that, Jerry. No, <laughs> you're gonna get to it, but um, yeah, it's just it's very difficult writing something. To
1: tell a story that's seamless and feels like people can follow with too. Yeah,
0: like because c- we're 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 me and you know, Chris Marciante, you know, we're doing a whole other movie and just, he's having trouble writing it too, but he knows, he has it all in his head and he knows exactly what he wants, but it's, it's a little hard trying to get everything laid out. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do right now. And I was doing, and it's me and Chris and Ian and you all coming and shooting ideas, but it's like, this was just me mm-hmm. and Ian. Ian w- was giving me plot points and some
1: ideas, but it was just like, well, he used to read a lot back then. Too. Oh yeah, like well, a lot, a lot. If you
0: remember, like we had, we, we spent a week. Like my my parents were gone that week. That I think was in February. You and me, you we me were and Ian, hanging
1: out almost every day. You, me, and
0: Ian were literally we had we had a yellow pad, one of those yellow notepads. We were just writing.
1: I wrote the first the, time you guys did it. Oh,
0: my God. Just writing you names. You were, like,
1: really stressed out yeah, that
0: day. Yeah, writing names. And I just had... And I had this really great idea for a scene, which we're going to get to in the script. It's my favorite scene out of the whole entire script. I don't know. Fight me on this when you read it and you think it's not. But it's it's it's, it's a great idea. But Ian was just deep into conspiracies and down the rabbit hole he, he's fine now but yeah. <laughs> like i make it out like like but i make it out a like conspiracy though? no no like i make it out like it's like like a disease but no like he he was deep diving into conspiracy theories that i had to like throw in a uh, a rope and just pull him out of it because he he would call me up and be like this, this the project monarch and project paperclip and i'm like ian i can't put all this shit in a movie <laughs> my god but i wound up doing it and just but but he was like Project Paperclip and he's going deep in the Project Paperclip and then Project Monarch and we're going deep in the Project Monarch and then and then Project Bluebeam. Ooh, well, I got yeah. I got an interesting yeah. other
1: question. What was one conspiracy theory that Ian's told you that you found very interesting? Like kind of you like wow. you looked into it so much like afterwards.
0: Well, him and me really were deep into um like Project Paperclip like we were really in, into that and stuff, and I, I, I encourage everybody to listen to the first tales of the filmmakers with Black Sun, because Ian goes into it a little more, and we actually dive into into some of the conspiracies that we talk about. I feel like I'll just be repeating myself, but if you look at if you look at the Black Sun episode, I'll embed it in the comments section. But yeah, so th- that was one of them, and then I really got into cryptozoology. Oh boy. Yeah, you you know I'm trying to get a cryptozoology on the talk. Cryptozoologist to on.
1: You're trying to get the whole theory of cryptic zoology on the show.
0: Yeah, because I just like for some reason like you can't prove it. Some some of them aren't real, but at the same time it's just so fascinating to talk about.
1: See, it's, it's so off point for me, but like I'm kind of I have that weird like obsession with like UX design for like mm-hmm. web development. Yeah. So I've always been big into like psychology as mm-hmm. far as like what you see on your computer, like how it's presented to you. So It's like one of those weird, like, things that you kind of just want to, like, get to know more of. It's kind of like that hobby that you never do, but you still do it. Oh, yeah, of
0: course. But then we start looking into secret societies. And then, oh, and then I was just like, oh, my God. What am I doing?
1: (laughs) That's the real rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then, but hey, look, I was trucking ahead. I believed in the script. And we'll we'll see. Now you'll hear me cringe when I'm reading the script (laughs) laughing laughing um, and 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 I know like I, I want like because one of the reasons why we're doing this is because I, I found the script while I was helping Chris out with with uh, his film the last laugh it's like finding tragedy yeah and like I was, I wanted to read it to him so bad he's like no read it you know read it later so I said I'll just do it on the podcast so that's one of the reasons why we're doing this now because I, I ju- it just tickled me so it for much.
1: the world yeah Who, from Black Sun like you had a lot of talent from it. Mm-hmm. And of course, me being the bartender, I'm sure you wanted to bring me back for the for the oh, next yeah. one. Well, but who who else did you want to bring back as well?
0: Well you all know the big twist at the end is the bartender did
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whoa. How about he paying me for the role? And alright, so we
0: had we had Michael Lee Cook was our first uh, person to come back. And we had Danny, who played Max Figueroa. Those two were the essential uh, people in this now you ask me if you've seen spoiler pause the video and watch the movie it's on it's on the puto collective youtube channel just look up lexon um keep watching. michael lee cluck dies at the end of the first So nah. you're asking me how is he going to come back for the second one well, well we'll be reading the script later so keep listening uh, so um uh so joe volante was going to come back as another <laughs> dead body i believe it yes yeah, another dead body Those snapshots uh, oh yeah of course Joseph Valenti, uh, can't go, can't go. Podcast without mentioning him, and um, Lauren, Lauren was set to just the the big three. Pauline, Ian, and Lauren were talking about yeah. as far as her trying to come uh, back. She pa- went to a few of our festivals. Oh yeah, too. Uh, Pauline um, was going to have a bigger role. She was one of the detectives yeah. in the first one. Andrew DiLorenzo was coming back. He was going to have a bigger role. Um, <laughs>
1: that's
0: a Victorian. Oh yeah, it's a Victorian. <laughs> and um, I think that's it. I think that was everybody. And then we had to cast other people. Yeah. Um, the one big thing was I needed I wanted one big actress in it for some reason. And I had my head around this, and this is what happens, guys, when you're a young filmmaker, and you start winning awards. Oh,
1: you're going to talk about Fuzz of the Lens. No,
0: no, no. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. And you win, and you win awards. You start to get a big head, and you think, I can do anything. But Michael Lee Cook suggested that uh, his friend it was called a Mercedes Rule. R- 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 Mercedes Rule. I spelled it Mercedes wrong. Mercedes Rule. Yeah, I spelled it wrong in, in, in the notes. But um, she, she was doing a lot of, I guess, uh, onstage work and stuff. And um, I guess we wanted her in it, too, as well.
1: She was a good pick, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, she is. She was a good pick. I don't know if we ever talked to her, and I don't remember if we got to that point talking to her. But he was really on think, board uh, with it. I think
1: Michael. I think Michael Leukold was about to like help us reach out to her. Yeah. And that's and that like around that point we started to slowly but surely pull the plug on the idea. We'll get to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that's right. your that's our hashtag for tonight, guys. Right. Hashtag. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So yeah. So. When we were getting to, like, our points in creating, like, uh, The 7th Seal, mm-hmm. we felt like we had a tremendous idea. <laughs> so... Quotations. All quotations. I'm glad you got it on camera for this one. Yeah. So, we were talking to Fuzz in the Lens, good friends of ours, mm-hmm. to see what advice they could give us. Yeah. I literally book at, uh, at, like, Staten Island's, uh, SIAVC, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So SIABC, I booked a whole conference room. I remember you and me were dressed up for the presentation. I and I'm like, I've known these guys for about eight or nine years. They're like, why am I going to dress up for them?
0: <laughs> I dressed up. In, I knew dressed up in a suit Jerry. I had like a nice button down, with like a dress jacket, because I want to make a good first impression.
1: <laughs> hey, your shirt's still. <laughs> well, yeah, well, in that's anyway. that
0: sparked our friendship with Fuzz. I mean, that one meeting.
1: That really did though, because I mean, yes, I, like we've stayed in touch with them and everything, but like it wasn't until that meeting where we started to talk like more and more.
0: Yeah, I had to read the script, and they were like, they thought it was pretty good, and that's what made me get a big head too. Anyway, because they were they were doing abnormal they were we almost, had two meetings. We were they were I, I want to say they were in pre production for Abnormal
1: Attraction, right? If not getting ready to shoot it. Wait a minute, that was like early no, twi- that late was Jan, 2015. that was
0: January 20- that was late twenty fifteen. So they already shot it, I think.
1: They were in the editing uh, process. Yeah, at so that they point. they
0: were already in post production after a normal attraction. And I remembered like the asking price that they had for it on Indiegogo, and they got it. Was I don't want to send the numbers out, but it was a pretty big number. And I was like, they can do it. I can do
1: it. <laughs> you, you the little the legends that could. And
0: I could. They could do it. I can do it.
1: It's crazy, man. It's, it's right. crazy how like how big your dream can really oh, yeah. go. The
0: Fuzz Machine is just a well-oiled. Machine that the truck just keeps going, and we have a podcast. Oh, yeah, oh, come on, man. <laughs> we
1: have
0: a podcast, and we have a pod- <laughs> we're doing good, we're, we're keeping our name out there. It's good. It's good.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, those two right there. Yeah. Who are these guys? Oh,
0: well, they can't see it on camera, they can't see it on, yeah, the camera. See it on the camera. When we get a third camera here, then I'll then, then be able to switch between three cameras, which I don't know how, like. But that, that's besides the point. Anyway, you go, go, go go on, Jerry. So there
1: was, it wasn't the first. It was the second meeting. Because we were starting to talk yeah. about names that we would get. Mm-hmm. And this was like the first time that Daniel Harris was brought into conversation. Oh, good Lord. Are you gonna, We are, had a whole are, are, hour are of me, conversation about that. Are,
0: are you going to tell me to name the five people? Yes. No, 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 no. You got to do it, Christian. Okay, so we wanted, um, I wanted, uh, <laughs> I wanted Daniel Harris. Um, Ray Romano. No, uh, 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 John Larroquette.
1: Oh, yes. He
0: was doing, I think, The Librarians at the time, so I wanted him. Uh, John DeLacy. Q. David Duchovny, right? Uh, no. Oh, David Duchovny. no, David Duchovny was a joke. That was a oh, joke. Oh, okay. That was a I joke, thought you were serious about it. No, no. Um, I wanted a, a John DeLacy, who was Q from Star Trek. Gotcha. He wasn't doing much. Um uh Ryder strong because he's got that nice look for, he, he was uh sean from boy meets world yeah i forget i forget what the fifth one was oh um ian's ian's Ian, ian's buddy um
1: Timothy Oliphant, that's what it was. Oh, he was yeah. talking about Yeah, he was, like, talking, no about, tomorrow. He was talking about Timothy Oliphant. Like, we going to get Timothy, Timothy Literally every other meeting, he's like, we got to get Timothy Oliphant. he would be perfect. Timothy Oliphant. Hey, you know, if we don't get him, then we're never going to do this movie again. I'm yeah, like, you in, like, in like, your oh fucking Oh my room. God.
0: I'm like, you're insane. You know how much his asking price is? <laughs>
1: anyway.
0: Yeah, so those were the, those were the five people. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: as ambitious as we were... I think when we did our IndieGoGo campaign for what, what our asking price was, that was when ambition really took a toll on us. Yeah, how high did the budget get before it got out of control? And dot 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 thirty thousand dollars. Was it 30? I th- thirty? I, I I thought it was forty. Thirty. Are you that, sure? That was the IndieGoGo that we did. It was for thirty thousand. Are, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, hear, you see you scratching my ear the numbers were so low i can remember what we fundraised no I'm not i, I could
0: have swore it was 40 30 okay i'm i'm just gonna all go right with guys it. what do you think i'm i'm just gonna yeah hashtag a uh, number uh <laughs> i'm just gonna go with what you say jerry because because i'm smart yeah because you're smart okay so thir- <laughs> I, we'll, we'll, we'll 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 play the meeting ground we'll say 35 Thirty five. It was around thirty five we were 30, asking. 30. No. You know what, you're right. We, we we were asking thirty on the Indiegogo, but I think the budget for the film was like forty. Right. And I was still in school and I was like, Oh my you god, were in
1: your last year at CSI?
0: This was twenty sixteen, so I was like uh like first year of junior. Gotcha. I think, or something like that. And I was just like gung ho I'm in school, I don't have to worry about anything, let's do it. And then I was working at Toys R Us, and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that's when you first started." I can still do it. I can still do it. I was expecting to work in there for a year, and then and then get adrenal fatigue and get sick. Yeah. And then and then and then and then get a uh, and then get misdiagnosed with H. pylori, and then have to take all that medicine. And I'm just going off the engine here, but yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when you put too much in the, in your gene pool. That's more of the second black sun that was right. in development, not the first one. That's okay. Anyway. So yeah, so it got way out of control. The budget.
1: There was no, because I I think this is when we were starting to try to do location scouting. Yeah, we did. Well, we did. Uh, what was that place in? Jer- was it
0: Jersey or Long Island? Long Island. And that was going to cost us around twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, it
1: was like twelve to thirteen hundred.
0: Yeah, and we talked to them. Like we went there. We we walked around. We met with them. We talked to them. We kind of signed the paperwork to do it, and then we. <laughs> And then we talked to Camp Pouch. Camp Pouch. As, as Chris goes, we'll just go to Camp Pouch. <laughs> that yeah. still
1: stays to this yeah, day, camp,
0: camp, camp Fucking uh, Camp Pouch. So uh, we we did Camp Pouch, and then we talked to them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so speaking of the Camp Pouch, this was funny. Because I remember you were still working for the March of Dimes at yeah. the time. And I came in, I was like, Jerry, I have this great idea. And I'm and, like,
1: how can I help you?
0: No, no. And I was like, Jerry, I have to come and visit you. So I visited you. this, is when, you're, this is when you had your week off. Yeah. Of just nobody was there. Your boss was on vacation. This, this is like two years ago. So Jerry won't get in trouble. <laughs> and uh, so I walked in. I was like, Jerry, what if? And then now I'm going to spoil a little bit because I won't realize I waited to the thing. But I was like, I was like, what if Max Figueroa finds this? grounds where all they that's where the cult is and it's upstate and we could use camp Vouch, and you're like oh what a great yeah, idea yeah. and i'm just like whoopee and, I'm just, <laughs> and you see me losing my voice because i'm just laughing so
1: hard trying not to use the to volunteer too i was like Re- remember when you used to volunteer at the march of dimes oh yeah like you would help me like do envelopes and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah i would i would help you while we were in
0: pre-production yeah yeah, yeah
1: wait, wait. Wink. Yeah, <laughs> you know, wink. wink i, I was helping M. you
0: yeah yeah i was helping you during during your naps uh, <laughs> uh anyway did i say that out loud? no uh okay. i couldn't hear i was sleeping well well it's it's, it's two years ago i mean whatever. um yeah that's
1: that's a literally
0: and uh we did the announcement trailer the day after we won the orson wells award so you can imagine how big my head was then uh.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because we filmed about, like, two or three days after.
0: Yeah, we won it, I want to say, it, this December 30th, and then January 1st was when we were shooting the announcement trailer, which is which is what we're going to
1: watch soon. Right, that was the <laughs> uh, that was New Year's Day. That was New Year's Day, yeah.
0: New- <laughs> it was freezing. You had somebody come down from, like, what, Pennsylvania. Philly? Oh, my God, just to be in a 30-second trailer. I think, trailer. like, a
1: little past uh, Philly.
0: Yeah, just to be in a 30-second teaser trailer.
1: Wasn't that Carmine? That wasn't Carmine. No, no, that was the other guy. Oh, the
0: other Carmine.
1: That's Chris's friend Carmine. Yeah. Cannolis were Carmine. <laughs> uh, All, yeah. together All together now.
0: together Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so at what point did the writing get out of control? Um, when I, when I got to that scene that I told you, when I was like, Jerry, this is a great idea for, for a cult place up at Camp Pouch, and you were just like, oh yeah, we scouted too. We scouted upstate too.
1: Oh, right, For that, right. too.
0: And I was just like, I don't want to go upstate. Was,
1: weren't we trying to get that through Michael Weinstein or something? Yeah. Like, yeah we, we, were. we, we weren't, like, going to... Like, we were going to at least, like, see who was doing that. Yeah. And then we were going to, like, try to uh, reach out that way or something. Yeah. Like, he was going to provide us a name and just have us the information. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, so there was that. And then in the end, uh, I was just like... Well, what, what ended it was we were going until February... We were in pre-production. I have the books. I stupid me. I I didn't bring the production bible with me. Even though, I mean, at this point, I still remember all the numbers and stuff. But it was
1: probably more stacked than our actual Black Sun one. Yeah, so we never
0: even did the, yeah. uh, this one. Oh no, I have. I still have the Ninth Gate production bible. Those are like keepsakes. Those are like things. Right. You know, I it's I, a I treasure. The, no, I keep the Mind Vision. I I have the Black Sun one. I have I have my thesis film from Stat from. From, from college, from college that, I, that, that I still have, which I think we'll do Tales from the Filmmakers on that one, too. That'd be pretty interesting to talk about. Um, so in the end, we 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 I remember it was a snow day. we was snowing, and we went to the colony because I had the stupid idea where I was like, you know, the Colonnade has all of those those um, those pads that have all the the names of the sponsors. So he's like, why don't we just I go... I remember
1: the Facebook video I did, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, why
0: don't we just go that was like the second week of yeah. january yeah i'm like why don't we just go right and um eat there and then take the pan and start calling up these places for I made like
1: five calls
0: yeah you made five calls and then you realized now nah, this isn't gonna work <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then that was when um i think a week later i called you up and I called Michael Lee Cook and I was like, Michael, I was like, I don't think we're going to be able to move forward with. Yeah. And he was adamant. He was like, no, I'll find a way to get it funded, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm like, even if you did get it funded, this is way too big for me. Right. Like,
1: this was too big. I think it, it got to year. a point, too, where we were about to copyright it. No, we did copyright it. We did
0: copyright it? I did copyright it. In May. Yeah, We I copywritten the Seven Seal.
1: I remember I was just finishing up at the new school. And I
0: copywritten the script and everything. And then uh, and yeah. That was basically it. I mean that's what ended the Seven seal. I still I'm not it's not a great script. I think I had like four or but five drafts of it. Scripts. But you know what you know what it is? Is I, I look at it like this. It it was a move somewhere in this script you'll find ideas. That it would be a good movie if I had, if me and Ian had someone like Chris or Fuzz to like sift through it and be like, this is a bad idea, no, and just take all the good parts and find a, an idea for a movie. But at the same It'd time, be our backbone. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, not that my head got too big, but it was just I I I, I flew too close to the sun, and then my
1: wings melted, and I was just like.
0: <laughs> that's basically what happened.
1: So, yeah, I, I, that's kind of like pretty much of how it ended too. Yeah. So I think it's that time, Christian. It's that time to watch gonna the watch trailer. trailer. I'm
0: going to put it in the middle of the screen cuz I don't want to move any of the uh cameras. I got it. So we'll, so we'll be I'm going to have it on the screen over here, but in post production I'm going to put it a little in, in the middle. So yeah. So I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna stop the feed for a couple of minutes. You're gonna see a nice little screen with our pretty little faces on it for a little. Well, bit, yours at least. For like ten seconds, as Jerry is going to destroy the table. Um. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It. Okay, what are you doing? We're safe. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, we're gonna pause here. I'm gonna get the trailer up. We're gonna react to it. I mean, it's a thirty-second trailer. There's not the real to react that, but it, it's a cool trailer to look at. And then. Mr. Uselli, I'm gonna read the script, and then we're gonna cover the rules of the script read. Where you can react and comment, and make <laughs> jokes about it. But it's a 75, if a 72-page script. I'm gonna to try to do voices to it, but
1: you know, I, I, I think this is gonna be a treat for everybody. I'm gonna act in like Ray Romano's voice the whole way through.
0: So i uh, will go to Mexico. Uh, yeah. Got diarrhea. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna to go to part. All to- right. We're going to we're going to watch the Seven Seal trailer. We'll be right back, guys, with our I want to say anchor will put the sponsor up here or I'll just put the sponsor up, whatever. With for our sponsors, guys, we'll be right
1: back. Love you.
0: All right, guys, and so we're back. Um the best 35 seconds the magic of your life. Of, of editing. I'm going to put the video of the actual trailer down here. There we are. And uh, and, <laughs> and you get uh, to watch us, and Look, you get to watch us react to it that way. So, um, yeah. So it's it's literally thirty five seconds, and it's just an announcement from the Indiegogo. Everybody loves this for some reason. Yeah, people. Seem it's a like pretty it. solid trailer for an announcement
1: trailer. <laughs> Dude, so. we had no budget. Yeah, and we didn't, I don't think we paid
0: anybody. No, and the hashtag at the end too. And by the way, before I say anything, Mike Levy from Fuzz on the Lens showed up that day as a surprise for yes. you, from you, Jerry. I was panicking because I was like, "Oh my god, I have to direct! I have to direct them!" Like, "Oh shit!" You have to tell him what to do. You know, my confidence at the time wasn't wasn't, you know, all that great. But whatever. It's besides the point. Anyway, so in three, two, one.
1: Oh, that resting bitch face. <laughs> he's like, "I'm hey, like hey,
0: Ian, look angry. angry." That had to take a couple of takes. I think I broke the 180 rule here. <laughs> oh right, yeah. right. And then there's uh Levy.
1: And then Danny. He's about to hug them right now. To spoil the trailer. Hashtag we are everywhere. So yeah,
0: that that that's that's the trail. That was the announcement trailer. And I thought we had a really good, really solid trailer, I thought. <laughs> it was probably one of our best ones. Oh
1: yeah. Um but this is a trailer right here. No, everybody
0: liked it. I mean, everybody legit thought it was a great announcement trailer. Just they set the tone and everything. I wanted it originally to um the uh, the song Mad Mad World?
1: Oh yeah, with Gary Jules.
0: Yeah, uh, but of course copyrights and stuff. So I had Damn that thing Gary. that was that was, pr- it was pretty close. So, that was that. So anyway, shout out to public domain. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to pause again. Oh boy. And then I'm going to pull up the script. Uh, I'm going to try to put a link at the bottom of the video on YouTube with a link to the actual script. So you guys, if you guys are interested, you can watch along. You or can you steal- can you can read along with us. You can even steal it. <laughs> no, no. You can read it. But this is what not to do in filmmaking right. in terms of writing. So we'll be back. And it both, well, to us is going to be 60 seconds to you, which is going to be like two seconds. Forever. So we'll be back, guys. Alright, guys. Um, we're back. And uh it's definitely recording this time. Good thing I didn't get too far deep in I didn't even start reading. You like,
1: guys had to read it all thing Oh
0: my god, I'd be like, oh shit. Um anyway, so here we are. This is the script. I encourage everybody to watch um Tales from the Filmmakers, Black Sun, which I think is the third episode of the third or fourth episode of the podcast. Um. Uh, and and then watch Black Sun get an idea of what's going on because this starts immediately after, and you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me taking a lot of a lot of water because this is gonna be very interesting. How
1: about this? I'm gonna do the interior like sayings, uh, and okay. then you do the script.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: So that's called teamwork, and I'll okay. never do it again with okay. him.
0: Um, let me do the intro montage. Beautiful. That gets a little confusing. So anyway, so let's go. Three, two, one. Fade in. Montage, various. Interior, room. Low light flashes on an old notebook filled with drawings of runes. Max. In ages past, people worshipped the earth. The forces of nature were represented in the form of various gods. In ritualistic ceremonies, sacrifices would be offered up to these gods. Interior, room. Lit candles surrounding an owl statue. Good spelling. Uh, did I spell that word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lit. It's lit. Uh, it's lit. <laughs> the druids would burn animals alive, believing that they by that by doing this they could foresee the future. In some cases, they would sacrifice infants and young children, but the ultimate sacrifice was of a pure virgin. Uh, was a pure virgin of noble blood. Interior room, a carving of a sunroom. With the spread of Christianity, these practices were forbidden by the church, but this brotherhood of darkness avoided persecution. They went underground, biding their time, waiting, growing until the day the world was ready to return to the dark days. Exterior graveyard, day, a peaceful graveyard. And then this is just the opening. This is super, Black Sun, the Seventh Seal. It's got some atmospheric stuff. I don't have to read that. I can just skip over that. Max. My journey down the rabbit hole began when my former friend, Agent John Langan, found me in a local bar, down, drowning my sorrows after the death of my wife. He came asking me for help. A drawing of Max and Langan talking to the card This is the recap of the first movie. He was working on a missing persons case that was connected to a group of recent murders done in a ritualistic fashion. And there's drawings of a sunroom carved in it. That was Joe Vlanti. Uh <laughs> draw- Drawing of hooded figure. A very figure, vindictive individual. A, drawing, a hooded figure sacrificing a woman. That was me. Uh, the sun. The body had a room carved into it. The sun room named Silwilo. Its origins date back to the 5th century. In the 1930s, this ancient symbol represented a secret group of occult priests within the ranks of the Nazi elite. But what John failed to mention was that the missing person was his sister, Alice. Here you see a couple of drawings. Max, I refuse to help him. Drawing of Max and Langan and arguing... I still blame him for the death of my wife, so I left him there, the same way he left my wife during Max's suit. Later, I decided to help him in order to have some closure, and that's how my journey began. End of montage. Jerry, take away.
1: All right, it's my time to read. Exterior street night. It's a quiet night in a rural suburban street, but something sinister lurks in the shadows.
0: Dispatcher, we got a call from 360 Kush. Man down. Proceed with your question. D'Agostino, copy that. I'm just going to make sound effects because I like to. Uh, Wilson, probably some stupid kids. Exterior,
1: Exterior. Agent Lankin's house at night. We approach Agent Langen's house as something ominous is happening. Interior Agent Lankin's house, continuous. Max Vigorito hovering over Agent Langen's lifeless body. Despair and horror creeps over him. He pushes his finger on Lankin's neck, attempting to feel something, a beat, a pulse, Anything that can show a sign of life in him. A creak is heard from behind Max. He slowly turns around to see what it was. A cult member is standing in the dining room in front of him. For a moment, they stare at each other, measuring who is going to move first. A knife slips out of, of, the, uh, of his sleeve. He raises it and charges towards Max. Max tries to cover himself, but the cult member plunges himself on top of him as they both fall to the floor. The knife is thrown from his hand. The cult member grabs Max by the throat, trying to squeeze the life out of him. Max struggles to remove his grip, grabbing, clawing, scratching, and gouging his way, attempting freedom. At the corner of his eye, he sees Agent Lankin's gun taped to the bottom of the couch. Max reaches for it, but his hand only grazes the handle. Max starts to gasp for air as the cult member tightens his grip. I had to grasp for air just now on that one. <laughs> he grabs the Colt member's arm and headbutts him. He falls into the ground as Max strokes for air. Max dies for the gun, his hands reaching for it underneath the couch. The Colt member grabs Max and pulls him away from the couch. Max flips over and shoots him, Blood splatters on the Max. He drops the gun, holds his throat surveying what has happened. Interior bathroom, continuous. I hope you guys feel like I'm a good reader. <laughs> Max so hovers... a long
0: opening with this, Jerry, so you're in for the long run. Go ahead.
1: Max hovers over the bathroom sink, hands trembling as he turns on the faucet. He splashes water on his face to cope what just happened. He stares into the mirror, shuddering. Tear agent Langan's house, continuous. Max shu- Ma- Max... Yeah, Max <laughs> shuffles. Back into the living room where his attention is drawn to where he shot the cult member. Wide eye and the realization of what happened. He runs over to it where he sees that the body is gone. Max grabs the gun and frantically points it around the room. The sound of sirens approaching permeates the night sky. Max grabs a folder and from a book from the table leaving bloody fingerprints. Exterior Agent house continuous. Max runs out of the house as the sirens continue to get closer. He scurries over to his car and enters it. Max's car, interior. Max hands, uh, Max's hands convulses. Co- convulses as he struggles to turn the car on.
0: Almost dead, Jack. <laughs> uh, e-
1: exit uh, Max's car. Max's car speeds off as the sirens permeate the night sky. Uh, interior for the house. Uh, a flash of the camera sh- uh, shines on Agent Langen's body. Around the house, there's police officers, forensic scientists walking in and out of the house. Sergeant D'Costino and Officer Williams are in a deep conversation about Agent James Wilson Anthers. He is a tall, intimidating man that has, that has a weathered face. He walks over to uh, DiCostino.
0: My God, what happened here, DiCostino? We got a call around 9.30 saying that there was an FBI agent down. Normally, we want to take a call like this, but it came from Agent Langen's phone. Williams, we, we, we excuse me. We questioned the neighbor. One of, one of them said that Good character they, they heard gunfire and saw someone run out of the house. Wilson, did we get an identification? D'Agostino? not yet, sir. Wilson, you find anything here? D'Agostino? not yet.
1: Before she can finish her sentence, one of the officers calls her over. Sergeant! They walk over to the table, the same table that Max left his bloody fingerprints. <laughs>
0: Looks like we found something. Take this over to forensics. Oh, no, wait. Take this over to forensics so we can get a proper identification. Yes, officer. Yes, sir. Wilson. uh, To D'Agostino. Question the neighbors again. Try to see if you can get a proper identification. To Williams. You too. D'Agostino. Yes, sir.
1: After they leave, Wilson walks over there where the cult member's body was. He kneels down and picks something up. It's a rune pin. He wipes blood off of it and puts it in his pocket. He turns around and DeGostino startles him. What do you want? DeGostino looks at him suspiciously.
0: Sir, the neighbors have all retired to their homes. We'll have to question them tomorrow, Wilson. Fine, finish up here.
1: Wilson walks out of the house. Interior Max's car... At nighttime, Max frantically driving down a dark street trying to find a place to lay low, he turns down a rural street and notices two police cars driving down the same street looking for a suspect. Max parks and hides in the back seat. The police car slows down and flashes a light out of the window searching the street side.
0: Dispatcher, continue looking for suspicious activity. Suspect for a murder of an FBI agent has not yet been identified.
1: Police car interior and continuous. Officer Bray and Officer Harper are flashing a light outside of the car, searching for any sign of suspicious activity.
0: Bray, we're never going to find anything. Wilson's got us looking for shadows. Harper, yeah, you're right. Bray, did you see D'Agostino today? Harper, yeah, she looks hot. Bray, try anything? Yeah, she told me to fuck off. (laughs)
1: He laughs.
0: What? Bray, nothing. Let's get something to eat. I'm starving. Harper, yeah, me too. Let's just tell Wilson we didn't find anything.
1: They drive off. Interior, unknown location, daydream.
0: Druid's walking down a corridor. Voice, Max.
1: Drew with his arms raised. (laughs) Let's read it together.
0: (laughs) We'll be like, Max. Uh, Langan. Langan voiceover. Max. Max. (laughs) Max.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Interior Max's car. this is going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be great. Interior Max's car morning. Max jumps out of his car seat, startled by his dream. He turns on the radio.
0: Radio. If you are just joining us, police are looking for a suspect of murder, of, of sus, for a suspect of the murder of Agent John Langan. Suspect is believed to be white male around 5'8", believed to be wearing a suit and a jacket. Suspect was last seen in a residential area near Cush Avenue.
1: Max turns the radio off. He looks around trying to figure out where he is. Max grabs his cell phone and dials.
0: Alice, hello? Alice, it's Max. I'm hanging up and calling the police. Wait, don't. I know you're trying... I know I know what you're thinking, but I didn't kill your brother. Alice, why should I believe you? Everybody knows you blamed him for your wife's death. Max, because he came to me asking for help. When I found him, he was already dead. Alice, what? I, Max, I need some place to lay low until I can find out what's going on. Can I trust you not to call the police? Alice, I don't know, Max. This all seems very coincidental to me. Max, Alice, I'm a lot of things, but a murderer and a liar ain't one of them. Alice, fine. If I suspect you're lying to me, Max, you'll call the police. I know.
1: Exterior Alex, Alice's house day. He walks to Alice's front door where, where he realizes the door is slightly open. He pushes it and cautiously enters. Interior Alice's house, continuous. The house is dark. He walks around, then suddenly someone grabs him and holds a knife to his throat. Max struggles to break free.
0: Alice, give me one good reason why I shouldn't call the police. Max, your brother came to me asking for help. I turned him down. That's that was the last time I saw him, Alice. Then why were you at his house? I felt guilty. Uh, Max, I felt guilty about what had happened between us. Like I said on the phone, I got there, he was already dead. Someone else was in the house. He was wearing a black ceremonial robe.
1: Alice lets him go and turns on the light. Max looks at Alice, what Alice has in her hand.
0: You call me a murderer? What, what were you going to do there?
1: Max notices she is holding a butter knife. A butter knife?
0: Of all things you can grab, you grab a butter knife? Alice, that was the only thing I could grab in such Oh, I remember months. when you
1: guys wrote this scene. Yeah.
0: Max, do you believe me now? Alice, No. But while but while you've been drowning your sorrows for the last couple of months, John's been telling me that there's a couple of that, that that there has been people following him the last couple of months. Max, there's something very strange going on here. I don't know what yet. I'm going to need some supplies, food, new clothes. Will you help me for your brother's sake?
1: She nods. Exterior Police Station Day. Castino, Wilson, and Williams are going over notes in front of D Castino's desk.
0: Dagsdale, forensics have confirmed the DNA and blood samples belonging to a Max Figuerita. Wilson, did you want a background check? Wilson, other than getting into a fight with Adrian Langan at his wife's funeral, he's clean. Wilson, I was there for that. It's not something he should be proud of. Dagsdale, you know him, sir? Yes, Langan was. Langan, Max's wife Elizabeth, and I were all friends. She was the best officer I had. When she got an offer to work with the FBI, I was devastated. When she died, we all mourned her, except for him. Max blamed all of us, but deep down, I knew he blamed himself. And so did I. That's when we stopped being friends. To Wilson, I want you and D'Agostino to begin your search for Mr. Vigarito. Arrest him and put him in jail. D'Agostino, isn't it a little rash, sir? Uh, we, haven't found, we haven't confirmed if Mr. Vigarito murdered him. Shouldn't we wait for an autopsy? Wilson, that will take too long. He could flee the state and out of our jurisdiction. You have your orders, Sergeant. I'll be in my office.
1: Wilson walks off as Digostino and Williams grab their things.
0: D'Agostino, yes, sir.
1: Interior Wilson's office, continuous. Wilson enters his dimly lit office and goes to turn the lights on.
0: The shadow person voice. Leave it off and lock the door.
1: Wilson complies. He walks over to his desk and grabs a cup of coffee.
0: Wilson, you want a cup? No.
1: Shit. Wilson sits. The shadow man sits behind Wilson's desk, surrounded by darkness. Oh, oh the so only thing—the <laughs> only thing you can see is a at, silhouette. Silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> silhouette. That's right, Christian. Yeah. And the and the whites of his eyes. There's something inhuman about him or her.
0: Did you take care of our little problem?
1: No, because I couldn't read Joe White, right?
0: <laughs> Wilson, yes, Agent Langdon was dealt with swiftly, but we had an unexpected guest, Max Vigarito. He's Agent Langdon's friend, a former professor of history specializing in symbols ancient and ancient societies. Will he be dealt with? Or was he dealt with? I'm sorry. Wilson, no, not yet. He apprehended one of our members. He failed to kill Mr. Vigarito. Child person. If Langdon's if friend is who you say he is, He's, he's the only one that can bring to light what we are doing. Wilson, he also has Langdon's manuscript. Find it, for the next dead body will be yours. Wilson, yes, sir.
1: Interior convenience store daytime. Max and Alice are strolling down the assortment of aisle gathering supplies. Max, now wearing a hoodie and sunglasses to hide his appearance, walks over to the newspaper stand and picks it up. The newspaper reads FBI agent murdered, ongoing investigation. He hands the newspaper to Alice.
0: That was quick. Alice, it doesn't say anything about you. Max, good. Let's keep it that way.
1: Exterior convenience store continuous. Max and Alex Alex walk over to his car. He notices something attached to the windshield. Max picks it up to read.
0: Max, Mr. Vigorito, you don't know me, but I can help you clear your name. Turn to page 5 of the newspaper you were reading there is an article that will pique your interest.
1: Max looks around to see if there is anybody watching him. Alice turns to page five.
0: Alice, last night, neighbors on south on, the south on the south side of town called the police complaining of strange chanting noises and smells coming from the abandoned Smithfield Memorial Hospital. This is the third time in a month, according to recent reports. Max, Langan, Langan said he heard something similar when he rescued you. Alice, does the note continue? No, Max, no. It just says your friend, Roth. I'm going to investigate. Alice, I'm coming with you. No, I need you to stay home. If I get caught by the police, they'll think you're involved in murdering your brother. Alice, I'm going and that's final. Max thinks it over, throws her the keys. Fine, you're driving.
1: Interior of DiCostino's car, day. DiCostino is in the driver's seat, driving down a rural street, observing pedestrians looking for any sign of Max. Williams is in... Passenger seat observing as well.
0: Dagostino, is it just me or is Wilson acting a little irrational? Williams, sounds like somebody I know.
1: D'Agostino, <laughs> wow!
0: Dagostino, I'm serious. Why would Wilson want to bring Max in without a full investigation? Why doesn't he want us to see Langan's autopsy report? Williams, Langen was FBI. Wouldn't that be an FBI matter? Well, you know. You do know. <laughs> Dagostino, yes, but if we are performing the investigation, we need that sort of information. Williams, what are you proposing? D'Agostino, we should take a look at the autopsy report. Off the record. Wilson, we would never get it. The FBI most likely sealed the reports already. D'Agostino, well, then we'll have to res- persuade him. Williams, how? Thanks. D'Agostino smiles. Here, I'll write it for you. You're, you're <laughs> a
1: good reader. Yeah. Interior Max's car day. Alice is in the driver's seat, slowly driving Max's car. Max is in the passenger seat, thumping through Agent Langen's journal. He comes across a page that reads, My sister's kidnapping.
0: Max, Alice, look at this. What is it? Langan recorded everything, even the day you were kidnapped. He told me the story, but maybe I could find something he missed. Max starts reading out loud. We got a, we got a call in to investigate a kidnap at an abandoned warehouse near the harbor. I met up with Sergeant Danistino to assess the situation. After gathering the ESU team, I set out to rescue the hostage.
1: Interior abandoned Now, I'm going to oh. stop you there. Okay. Uh,
0: this is just a flashback from the big set piece from Black Sun. Right. So, you guys have already seen the scene if you read it. I'm not going to waste you guys' time by reading this. So, I want oh, you to God. jump to... What? Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I want you to go to page 16... Uh, interior Max Max's car continuous. I know I'm chipping some of you guys out, but it's just re- repeating
1: at this we'll point. We'll give you a script refund. Yeah, <laughs> we'll copy so and paste it's a, it. It's
0: on the bottom of page 16. If you want to you want to read, I'll I'll. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. You got it.
1: So interior lower floor continuous flashback.
0: No. Interior Max's car continuous. Wait, it's, what? It's, it's a little down more. Max interior Max's car continuous. Page Not 16. seeing it. Page 16.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Max, pull, Max, car uh, pulls up to a wooded area where the where the abandoned grounds are.
0: Alice, I'm coming with you. Max, no, stay here and keep the engine running. Alice, but Max, stay here.
1: Exit abandoned hospital. Twilight. Max approaches an abandoned warehouse. As he approaches the entrance, he makes sure that no one is following him. Oh, right, you're in for the long run here, Jerry. Before he <laughs> enters, he pulls out a gun. Oh, baby. Oh, (laughs) baby. Internal abandoned hospital, continuous. He enters the abandoned warehouse, checking for any sign of life. Hospital hallway, continuous. Max haltingly walks down the hallway, checking his back, making sure he isn't jumping from behind. He comes to a flight of steps he sets his foot on. The first step, making sure it's stable to go on. The step is too weak to climb on. He continues down the hallway, but is being followed by someone. All that we see is a hood with a rune pin. Max stops for a moment and hears chanting. He goes to follow the sound. Eternal hospital room. Continuous. The night starts to fall. Max comes across a large room where an assortment of druids are surrounding an altar. There's another cult member lying on it. Max observes the ritual in action. The head cult member walks around the altar chanting while the others hum. hum. He grabs the thurifier. And continues walking around the altar. Max tries to sneak in. To get a closer look at the ritual. The head cult member. Lowers the thurifier And pulls out out a knife. (laughs) He he removes the hood of the cult member. And carves the sun rune on his forehead. The chanting gets louder. As the head cult member. Grabs a vial from his hood. And collects the dripping blood. The cult member sits up. And has the head cult member beckon him. To follow him as they all leave the room. Max rises from his hiding spot and walks over to the altar. He glances around for anything he can use or study. He reaches into his pocket and takes out a mini flashlight. He turns it on and shines it through a surrounding area. He notices something carved into an adjacent wall. He walks over to it, running his hand across the cold wall. The carving states Dan 12:4." Max turns around and points his flashlight to an adjacent wall... There are more carvings written in Latin. He walks over to it. The time is written in blood. It says, "Revelito 6-8. Max looks on in fear, hands trembling, realizing what the words mean. He hears a snap. Max jumps suddenly at the sound. He turns his attention around when he sees a cult member. Max raises the gun. Stop. In the name of... (laughs) Yes. It should have said that. The cult member runs away as Max is in pursuit. Hospital hallway continuous. Max chases the cult member down a hallway. Oh, stop or I'll shoot. It's no use; he won't stop. Oh boy! (laughs) External abandoned hospital continuous.
0: I wanted to read the stuff, Jerry.
1: I wanted to read. Max exits the building, having lost the cult member. He looks around slowly as his hands start to tremble. Suddenly, someone tackles him. It's the cult member. He grabs Max by the throat and starts to choke him. Max flips him over and punches him. Max grabs his gun and points it at the cult member. Get up.
0: Hands behind your head.
1: Max notices a flash drive on the crown uh, on the ground and picks it up. What's this? He walks over to the oh. He walks over to the cult member and grabs it.
0: What is this?
1: The cult member grabs Max and punches him. Max falls into the floor and tries to recover. Suddenly, someone grabs the cult member, twists, and breaks his arm. He falls to the floor, screaming in pain. He walks over to Max and extends his hand. Max grabs it and gets up. Thanks. Who are you? Before he answers, he takes out a gun and points at the cult member. Wait! I
0: needed him to answer questions. Roth. Playing nice and asking questions isn't going to bring you closer to the truth, Mr. Vigorito. Who are you? You know who I am. I'm the one who left you that note. You want to know the things I know? You want to know what it takes to know the truth about the death of Agent Langan? Max. Shooting him is not the answer, Roth. And playing nice isn't the answer, neither. He pulls the trigger and kills the cult member. You take that flash, rock. You take that flash drive, and find out what's in it. I'll attend to this.
1: Max hesitates. Go. Interior. Max's car. Continuous. Alice is sitting in the driver's seat while she is waiting for Max. As she fell asleep, it looks like she's having a nightmare.
0: It, I'm, going, I'm sorry. <laughs> Unknown
1: daydream. Uh, this thing's not going. Alice is lying. Alice is lying in a table of sorts. As she is being carted down a long hallway. She lets out a scream and is crying. She is surrounded by cult members.
0: Please don't hurt me.
1: Interior unknown room. Uh, dream. Alice is now laying on a table. She is bleeding from her mouth. One cult member talks a vial of blood takes. from her... Takes. <laughs>
0: talks.
1: <laughs> takes talks. What the talk's wrong with you? Mm. Alice lets out a agonizing scream. Please. One cult member... Takes out a knife and carves a symbol on her chest. Alice screams in pain. Interior of Max's car day. Max is shaking Alex. Wake up! Hey! Alice jumps.
0: Are, are you alright? Alice, yeah, bad dream. Did you find anything? Max, more questions than answers.
1: Degostino's car morning. Degostino uh, sits in the driver's side of the car. Impatiently, Williams appears as the window is scaring her.
0: Appears at the window, scaring her. Uh, Degostino. Did you get the report? Oh, it took some convincing, but I did.
1: He hands her the document and gets into the passenger side of the car. She opens it and starts to read.
0: D'Agostino, look at this. It says that there was a drug circulation through his system before his death. Williams, what was the drug?
1: She flips through the pages.
0: The name of the drug has been redacted. Why would the FBI redact, redact what kind of drug was in the system? D'Agostino, the FBI wouldn't. They handed a case over to Captain Wilson. Williams, what are you trying to say? That Wilson redacted the file? Uh, I'm not sure.
1: She turns the page.
0: It also says that there was blood taken from him before the time of death. This doesn't sound like something a vengeful person
1: would do. Oh, I'm going to bring my energy for this one. Interior, Alex, Alice's house, room, night. It's a montage. There you go, right, Jerry? Max standing in front of a corkboard. He pins a map of the surrounding area on the board. He pins a picture of a dead body and pins the piece of string to a location on the map. Fuck, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) He pins a picture of his wife and repeats the process. He pins a picture of Langan and does the same thing. He takes the red fucking marker and draws multiple rune symbols where each murder took place. Max stands in front of his completed work. And, I, I, shit, I have to read more.
0: <laughs> hey, you wanted to. <laughs> I really
1: did. I still do. Alice's house room conta- co- contagious. Contagious. <laughs> and Max sits, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sits in the chair with his laptop. He grabs the flash drive he found at the warehouse and inserts it into the USB port. As the flash drive appears onto the screen, he tries to uh, to access it, but it is locked with a password. Frustrated, he puts the laptop, he puts the laptop aside and grabs L- Langen's journal and starts flipping through the pages. He stops at one particular page and starts reading.
0: Langen, May 9th, 2014. Today was the hardest day of my life.
1: Exterior outside Max's house, morning. Langen in a suit approaches a rural house.
0: I had to tell my best friend, Max... His wife was murdered chasing a suspect inside an abandoned warehouse. He didn't take it well. I felt so sick to my stomach that he lost his wife and unborn child. I wish that if I wish that it was me that ran in there, not her.
1: Max starts to cry and mouths, "Why it should have been you?" Interior, Alice's house, room, night. Max flips through the pages, each one after that is a blank except for one.
0: August twenty-third, two thousand fourteen. I just came back from asking Max for help, as I fear, he refused.
1: Steer outside of Langham's house, night.
0: I feel uneasy, as if I'm being followed by some force.
1: Langan approaches his house, making sure no one is following him. He rubs his eyes.
0: After that day, I saved my sister Alice from being sacrificed. I see faces and voices that aren't there, like I've been drugged.
1: Alice's room, in the house, at night. Suddenly, the phone rings, startling Max.
0: Alice, yes, who is this?
1: She walks into the room, and she whispers to Max.
0: Max, the phone is for you. Wait, who knows I'm here? Alice, no one.
1: Max Max grabs the phone. Hello? A deep, warped voice is on the other side.
0: Hello, Max Figueroa.
1: Fuck is is this? Who
0: is this? (laughs) Who I am. Who am I?
1: Uh-oh. That is not
0: the question.
1: I scrolled oh, no, it too sorry. much.
0: Uh, it's uh, page 23. Um,
1: <laughs> Again, I had to challenge who, myself.
0: Who am I? That is not the question. That, that is the question that has, ma- that has plagued men <laughs> since creation. It's a singular, one-dimensional question. I ask more in-depth questions of existence. As in, why are we here? And who has been chosen to lead mankind to a new age? But if you must put a name to my face, then I'll give you a hint. Mark, five, nine.
1: Max grabs the Bible and turns to Mark, five, nine.
0: Max. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Voice. Very good. Max, how do you know I'm here? Voice, another one-dimensional question. If you want to find us, you're going to have to dig deeper than that. The quote is the key. Max, your name is Legion, so you're many, so you're everywhere? Yes. Matt Voice, yes, I was even there when you were at the warehouse. I saw you observing one of our initiation ceremonies. Max, if you knew I was there, why didn't you kill me? Voice, another one-dimensional question. Max, you didn't kill me because you want me to find you. Voice, you're smart, You're smart, Max. Think of it as a game. Life is full of games. It's up to you to choose which one to play. Max, how? How? My wife <laughs> used to say that. Voice, your friend John Langan was close to finding out who we are, but your wife Elizabeth was closer. See, she flew too close to the sun, so the sun melted her wings. You don't want to play with, with the power of the sun, Max. I want you to see if you could solve the riddle your wife could. not But in order to do that, you must put a name to the face. Max, what's that? We're called many things. Sun worshippers, the Brotherhood. But our true name is only spoken within the, our ranks. That is your hint. You will hear from me again. The phone clacks. Hello? Hello? To Alice. He's gone. <coughs> Alice, who is he? He called himself Legion.
1: Max, Max grabs the flash drive he found.
0: Alice, what's that? I found it when I went into the warehouse. I can't open it. It's encrypted.
1: Max thinks for a second.
0: I know someone who can help us.
1: Interior Rob's apartment morning. Alex and Max walk down a long hallway in an empty apartment building.
0: Alex, so you sure you can tr- we can trust this friend of yours, Max? Oh yeah, we <laughs> go back a long way. Well, there was that one time I destroyed his service by accident, though. I'm sure he's forgotten about that. Alice, oh yeah, this makes me feel way better. How do you know him again? Uh, we go way back. He's the one who got me into learning ancient cultures, runes, and mythology. He's also a little extreme when it comes to anti-government conspiracies. <laughs> <Ian>. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, also, he's also a great hacker. <laughs> Alice, so he sees a conspiracy there. Bear in mind, this is 2015. Ian's not like this anymore.
1: Now he's less normal. No, no, he's, he's fine. I now. love you, Ian.
0: Um, Max, yes, I couldn't call him that. He's a, he's a little touchy
1: <laughs> They approach the door and Max knocks on it. Who is it? Bobby, it's Max Figueroa. Who? Max Figueroa. The door swings open and a gun is pointed uncomfortably close to Max's face.
0: Give me one good reason why I shouldn't call the police after what you did to me.
1: Max mouths, me? Robert smiles,
0: I'm just getting with you, man. What's going on? So good to see you.
1: Robert, Ro- Yeah, go ahead. He hugs Max. I miss you.
0: Uh, Max, I'm in trouble, Bobby. I need your help.
1: Robert looks at Alex. Yes, Alex.
0: Yeah. Didn't get the girl pregnant, did you? Alex scoffs. <laughs> Oh, uh, Max, oh no.
1: That's a good vocabulary word.
0: Max holds up the flash drive. Think you could break into this?
1: Robert looks at it and smiles. Interior Rob's apartment, daytime. Max and Alice attempt to walk around Robert's cluttered apartment. The walls are covered with papers depicting abductions, occult rituals, government (laughs) government cover-ups, etc. Robert starts throwing stuff around, looking for his laptop.
0: Max, ever hear a cleaning? Robert, if I did, I did this morning, this is clean. If I organized everything, I wouldn't know where, I, where anything was. Aha!
1: He grabs the laptop and inserts the flash drive.
0: Should only take a few minutes, hopefully.
1: Alice walks over to a window.
0: We may only have a few minutes. Max,
1: why? Alice points. They see a woman pointing to the window to a security guard.
0: Robert, what kind of trouble did you say you were in? Max, accused of murder, nothing too big. Robert, uh-huh, uh Max, you remember John Langan, right? Robert? of course, I like John. he's a good guy he, he he was a good guy if he if he lead the if he would leave the FBI, I'd like him a lot better. Always said that being a part of that team would get him killed, or worse. How is he? Max, yeah, that's the accused of murder part, Robert, you didn't Alice interrupts uh. Juror's still out on that one. Max, I didn't kill him. Robert, is this about that cult case? Alice, how'd you know? Max, I told you he was good. Robert, isn't... It, it's... Sorry. It's kind of my business to know everything. Max, what do you know?
1: He smiles. Or Robert does. Yeah, Robert smiles. Yeah, Robert, jo- bitch.
0: John did call me a few days ago asking for some for the same information. I wasn't able to give it to him. But after doing a little research, here's what I came up with. The ritual said the same MO of a cult called the Brotherhood of the Sun. Max, Sun worshipers. <laughs> Robert There's there has been a bunch of similar murders across the country, but over the last few months it's been concentrated within the state. Alice, how do you know all this? Robert, I read No, no, you'd be surprised at what you could find out reading declassified documents. Also some classified. Max, anything else? Robert, ever hear a project paperclip? Alice, no. After World War II, over 1,500 German scientists were brought to the U.S. to work for the government. Robert, exactly those, exactly, those who came over were a part of his, a part of his research team. All led, all led by Joseph Mengele who fled to South America. Hitler wanted one race, elite and powerful. So when the government brought over the scientists, they were interested in what he was experimenting on. This gave them a chance to infiltrate and steal and steer world, event, world events in
1: their favor. Alice scoffs.
0: Alice, what, what does that have to do with the occult? Hitler was an extremist when it came to, to the occult. He and the scientists did things against nature, splicing genes, cloning, crazy stuff. He was a huge fan of Aleister Crowley.
1: Alice rolls her eyes.
0: Robert, what, don't believe me? What do you think, they came over and played nice? Alice, so what you're telling me is that the government is involved in all this. I think you've been in the apart- in this apartment a little too long. Robert, believe me or not, you're in something bigger than, way bigger than any one of us. Max, I think we're getting off topic here. Alice, this is all just a bunch of paranoid conspiracies and the, co- the, the computer makes a sound.
1: Jerry was getting a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even realize like the play on words of that. Ro-
0: Ro- Robert, I was only able to access some information. This thing is triple encoded. It would take me weeks to fully encrypt, decrypt what's inside.
1: They walk over to the computer. Max sits down and scans through a few files. Max looks confused. Alice, are like you all
0: right? You look like you've seen a ghost. Max, some of these files are on the drive for medical. Alice, why would the cult want medical files? Robert, whose medical files? Max, senators, police, citizens? Let me see something.
1: Max types in Alice's name. On the computer screen appears Alice's medical records and other files relating to her. He types in his name and his files turns up. Max puts his head in his hands in disgust.
0: I need to get to the library.
1: There's a... Knock on the door.
0: Robert, who is
1: it? Police. Robert looks at Max and Alice. Quick, the fire escape. Alice and Max exit through the window.
0: Bobby, uh, Max, thank you, Bobby.
1: Robert smiles and closes the window. He walks over to the door and opens it. An ESU team pushes the door open as Robert jumps back and falls into the floor. Wilson enters. On
0: your knees. Hands behind your head. Where's Max? Robert, I don't know. (laughs) his Matt. uh whoops uh misspelling here well it's supposed to be wilson his car was spotted outside where, where is he he was here robert i don't know wilson
1: i want that drive and robert shakes his head robert i won't tell you anything and wilson returns to the ecu team turns returns Re- yeah he returns yeah he
0: turns. wilson i wrote sh- that line shoot him make it look like an accident <laughs>
1: Wilson exits the exits the apartment. Uh, exterior outside the apartment building, Alice and Max scurry to the car to escape. We see the window there. Uh, the ex- where? we we see the window where the ex where hey, the where they supposed to be. The- oh, where they exited from, and we see a flash and a gunshot. Internal r- library morning. Uh, Max and Alice step through the aisle looking for a book about the occult. What exactly are they looking for? What exactly are you looking for? I'll know it when I see it. Max stops and pulls a book out. Here Interior. Library table continuous Why do I say interior and internal? Christian, is that the same thing?
0: It's supposed to be exterior and interior. Oh shut
1: up. <laughs> Max sits with Alice and he opens the book, sifting through the pages. He starts to read. In a world.
0: Now I, now I dream I Now I lost my... Okay. Oh, thank you, you. you read for me. Okay, thank you. Uh, Max, here. He said his true name... Uh, he said the true name of the group lies in the initiated. He stops and points. I knew it. The Brotherhood of the Sun yeah. is their name. They, they are sun worshippers. They believe that the sun and the moon were gods. The sun and moon would depict omens depending on their position and what season it was. They are an offsuit of the Order of Mor- Moriah. I think that's how you say it. Alice, Moriah? Uh, Max, it's a mountain in Jerusalem where Abraham called by God to sacrifice his son Isaac. Alice, do you think that's still going on, like human sacrifices? Max, I'm not sure, but from what I'm reading, one of the most powerful rituals is, is in the ancient world is the sacrifice of pure virgin.
1: He looks up at her.
0: Uh, you're not... Alice, shut up. A little bit of comedy.
1: (laughs) Exterior outside the library, continuous. Max and Alice approaches his car, where he finds a note. He grabs it, and he reads it.
0: Max, Mr. Figueroa, it's time to meet. Officially. Meet me in the park today or two. You won't see me. I'll see you. Alice, Max, it's a trap. If you go, you'll be a sitting duck. The police will find you. Max, I have to get to the bottom of this. If he has the information... He has... If he, has the, if he has information, I need it.
1: Does he have it? Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> Exterior park day. Max cautiously walks through a crowded park. Checking around making sure no one recognizes him. He stops at a bench to put his bag down.
0: Max Figurito. He
1: turns around. You. Roth points ahead.
0: Don't look at me. Look straight ahead.
1: Max turns.
0: So you want to know everything? I do.
1: They look ahead and see children playing in the field. This
0: is a great line that Ian came up with. I have to give him credit for this. You know, there's something very innocent about childhood. No matter how bad things are, they're happy just kicking a ball, eating ice cream, and knowing that mommy and daddy have everything under control. Of course, only when they grow up that they realize it's all just an illusion. Max, maybe that's why people don't want to know the truth. It's easier to stay ignorant like children. We don't know, we don't want to believe that there's something much bigger happening in the world other than our, our own lives. If we did, that would mean we'd have to do something about it. Roth, ignorance and selfishness. The two problems that have, that have plagued mankind for millennia. Max, I never asked for any of this. All I ever wanted was a family and a career and a nice comfortable life. Life rarely gives us what we want, Max. But somehow, it brings us to where we need to be. It's called
1: fate. Did Ian write that? That was Ian. Oh, man.
0: Max, now... now Shout out, Ian. That's
1: good. Yeah, now I'm being hunted
0: like an animal.
1: Now I'm excited.
0: And I'm no closer to finding the truth. Well, we're halfway done, Jerry.
1: This is where we're starting to pick up now.
0: Roth, you're closer than you think. He hands Max a file. Take a look at this. Max, James Wilson, Yale graduate director of scientists for the Shadow Network. Roth, it's always the Ivy League, guys. You have to keep an eye on this. Is still Ian now. This is still Ian writing this part. Max, the Shadow Network? Roth, it's a private corporation. It started by Nazi scientists that came here after World War II. It was a front company that developed technology used by the Pentagon. Max, so that's why Wilson never spoke about his job before he joined the police force. Roth, if you want my opinion, he's still working for them. This company is very well connected to senators as well as major businessmen. Max, how'd you find all this out? Roth, I was a contractor for the CIA. The Shadow Network paid for paid for major research projects done by the U.S. government and major international corporations. After taking after talking to some sources, I started hearing about this group called the Brotherhood of the Sun. Max, how does this tie into into the cult murders, Roth? You still don't get it, do you? This is this thing's much bigger than just just a few murders and abduction cases. This goes international. This is an ancient at work, Max. A plan. You think this just started a few weeks ago? Do you do some research? This has been going on for centuries. Governments, corporations, banks, senators, media, pe- media people—they all they're all a <coughs> part of this. You think it's accident- accidental that anytime c- corruption leaks, the news distracts us with some celebrity story? Max. I thought my friend Robert was too deep into the rabbit hole. How do you know all this? Roth, anyone who gets to a certain level of security clearance is privy to secrets that, that the average person cannot even begin to imagine. It's only after years of experience that you begin to put together two and two. Max, so why not go public? Roth, I don't like the idea of being tortured for days and then thrown into solitary confinement for the rest of my life. Max, so Wilson is working for this order? Roth, you're a smart guy, Max. You're up (laughs) here.
1: Oh, the sound of sirens in the distance gets louder.
0: Max, this is all too big for me. I'm just one guy. Mm -hmm. Roth, you're the only one that's ever gotten this close. They'll catch up to me eventually, but the fact that they haven't killed you already means they want you for something. Always keep your eyes open.
1: Max puts his face in his hands. What happens? Max looks around, but Roth is gone. Max turns around to see a crowd of police officers along with with, uh, DiGostino, Williams, and Wilson taking the lead. They are all pointing guns at Max. Wilson.
0: Max Figueroa, this is Captain James Wilson. You are under arrest. Do not make sudden movements.
1: Montage. There you go, Jared. Digostino turns to Wilson.
0: D'Agostino, sir, I still think this is a little much. There's civilians here. Wilson, your objection is duly noted. To officers, steady,
1: don't shoot. The officers close in on Max in an act of defiance. Max runs, runs for, it. <laughs> it for, it. for it. He run it for it. He
0: run it for it. He run the DMC for it.
1: Uh Walk this Wilson, way Wilson, Wilson Wilson, arrest him. DeCostino he hesitates. Wilson. Arrest him. DeCostino and Williams chases after Max. Max comes from a fork. Yes, comes from a fork yeah, in the road. <laughs> in the road. And he travels down one, buffing into some people. Williams runs down a road, looking around, trying to find Max. He spots him and raises his walkie talkie.
0: Williams. D'Agostino, he's heading towards the bridge.
1: Max runs across a lake bridge. Williams follows over the bridge with D'Agostino in, te- in two. Toe. Toe. <laughs> <laughs> pro, pro, pronouns, pal <laughs> Damn it, pronouns, pal Pronouns Max stops near a wooded area Looks around and hides in the woods Williams runs past where Max is hiding End of montage Max peeks out and watches Williams run past him He gets up and pats himself off Suddenly, he's pushed up Against the tree, face first It's DiCostino
0: D'Agostino. DiCostino Williams, De Costanza. Um, into the walkie talkie. Williams, I have suspect in custody near the lake in the woods. Williams, copy of that. Wilson, don't move till I get there, Sergeant. De Costino. D'Agostino. Into the walkie talkie. <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Max continues to struggle. Interior interrogation room day. Max sits in front of a table handcuffed. Wilson and a few officers enter.
0: Wilson, hello, Max. Max, James.
1: Wilson sits down.
0: Funny, the last time you called me that, your wife was alive. Max, if you're trying to rile me up, it's not going to work. Wilson, okay, fine. I'll cut to the chase. You killed James uh, John Langen. James John Langen. Yeah, James John J- John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> Ma- Max, I didn't. Oh, I have <laughs> DNA and blood samples from Langen's house that proves otherwise. Give me a second more. Uh... Langan came to me for help. Why would he come to you after all this time? The case he was working on needed an expert in runic language. I guess the great James Wilson overlooked that when you were studying what was going on. Wilson, the case he was working on was closed when he came to you. If he did ask you for help, he was doing it on his own. So tell me another story. Max, you you know as well as I do... That Langan's sister was kidnapped by a group of occultists. They are the ones that killed John Langan. Instead of hunting me and interrogating and interrogating me, you should be out there fighting the real culprits. Wilson, Max, there is no cult. You took revenge for the death of your wife. Simple as that. Max, you know, James, you're just as responsible for her death as Langan was. We all were. Wilson, you're coming to, you, you're, you coming to terms with this now doesn't make you make what you did right. Max, I told you I didn't kill him. James, Wilson, I see we're not getting anywhere with this. Wilson, sig- I'm sorry, John. Wilson signals in a, for an officer. Wilson, put him in a cell.
1: Interior jail cell day. Max sits defeated in his jail cell. Interior police station continuous. Wilson take Wilson walks over to D'Agostino's desk.
0: Wilson, congratulations, D'Agostino. Dugastina, you had me worried there for a moment, but you didn't hesitate to <laughs> Could I read
1: do Dugastina's whatsoever. lines. God, no, God, no Jerry. Dugastina, Dugastino,
0: thank you, sir. <laughs> D- Dugastino, Dugastino starts looking through Max's things, looking for evidence. I'm sorry, Jerry. I, I keep ston- i keep reading things I shouldn't be reading. Wilson, there's no need to look through that. You've done enough today. Take that to forensics.
1: Dugastini, you sure, sir?
0: Well. Wilson, yes. I'm going to talk to Mr. Vigorita again.
1: Wilson walks off. Duke he gathers Max's things. She pauses and notices Langen's journal.
0: This is a this is a scene that I forgot to take out, so I'll, I'll just read it again just because she
1: opens it and reads it. Interior gel cell, continuous gel cell. <laughs> Max still sits in his cell, staring at the floor. Wilson approaches the cell. Hello, Max.
0: Max, Wilson. I knew you were a lot of things, Max, but a murderer?
1: Max, I already told
0: you I didn't kill him. Wilson. Then who? Who killed Langan? Max. You did. Does the Shadow Network ring a bell?
1: Project Paperclip? Wilson well, gets angry.
0: I'm getting real sick of your delusions, Max. Me too. You you just can't handle the fact that your wife died in action and now you're creating an imaginary cult and your opinions of me to cover your tracks. Max. Then what was Langan doing at at the ware at the abandoned warehouse last week? <coughs> Wilson, we discussed this already. He took. He uh, Max. He told me what he saw. <coughs> Wilson. He was mistaken. Max. Was he?
1: Wilson swallows his pride.
0: You know, Max. I loved her just as much <coughs> as you did, and now I'm going to make sure that you stay locked up for a long time.
1: Wilson starts to leave.
0: Max. So you're just going to let this cult murdering people keep murdering people and sacrificing
1: people? Wilson turns around and smiles. Yes. Max notices a pin on his shirt. Interior Wilson's office, continuous. Wilson enters his office, lights still off. He goes to turn it on. Shadowman,
0: did you find the drive, Wilson? Wilson, it wasn't on Mr. Vigorito.
1: Shadowman, then where was
0: it? (coughs) Wilson, I don't know. Shadowman, yes you do. Wilson, Langen's sister. Yes. You knew she had it. Mr. Gre- Mr. Vigorito is too smart to keep it on him. He just... He must have made a phantom drive as well. I'm covering my mouth just to make it sound creepy. Uh, Wilson, if she leaks what's on the drive... Shaman, she won't. Wilson, what do you want me to do? Execute her. What about the ritual? It requires posi- precise positioning. Positioning Yeah. Yeah, Shaman, she's close enough. And if she escapes, then you'll be the next sacrifice.
1: Interior jail cell at night. Jail cell. Max is lying in his jail cell, moving back and forth. Clearly, he's having a bad dream in his jail cell. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, he jumps up and sees Agent Langen standing in front of him.
0: Hello, my friend. I'm going to try to do the best. Thing. I'm going to try to do the best. Uh, okay, uh... can we both do it? Oh, God. Max. <laughs> <laughs> John. How are, how are you here? I'm always with you. I'm always with you. Don't make fun of him. I love I'm, him. I'm always with you. I love Max. you, John. Remember that. Max, John, I, I failed you and Max. Langen, you're closer than you think. The end is coming. Max, how do I supposed to solve this from a jail cell? Langen, help comes from a place you least expect. I didn't expect you to help me when I when I asked you for help. But here you are. Langan walks out of the jail cell. The jail cell. Max, John, what help? Who's going to help me? Langan exit. John! John!
1: Interior jail cell. I got it right. Morning. The next morning, Max jumps out of the bed. To the noise of his cell door opening. Officer Harper enters.
0: Max, is it time for my first public showering? Harper, get up.
1: Max slowly gets up. D'Agostino enters.
0: Harper, I'll take him. Harper, I don't think so. Wingan gave Lang- Wilson Wing Wingan Wingan Wilson gave me strict orders <laughs> not to not to let you know. Wingan. That's how long we we are almost there, Jerry. D'Agostino. Oh, maybe I can convince you.
1: She goes to seduce Harper. Harper lowers his guard, and D'Agostino knees him in the groin and knocks him out.
0: D'Agostino, I've read Langen's journal and your notes. Max, yes, so. so Thanks, Neil. Something very strange is going on here. And I think you know what's going on. So spill it. Max, why? So you you, mm. you can go out there and stop them while I've rotten here? No, thank you. Thanks, Neil. That's not it. I know you didn't do it. Will And Wilson is keeping secrets from us. If you know what's going on, then I'll help. Uh, Max, we have to get my stuff from Langan's sister's apartment. Thanks, Neil. Okay, come with me. Look. Look like I'm processing you.
1: Dugastini handcuffs Max.
0: Ow. Does it, does it have to be so tight? That's what she said.
1: <laughs> Interior police station continuous. D'Agostino escorts Max through the police station. She notices two officers watching them. She, sho- she shoves Max. Move. Your facial expressions. <laughs> Max turns around and looks at D'Agostino in confusion. An officer walks over to Dagostino and Max.
0: Where are you going? Where are you taking him? No less. Uh Dagostino, Wilson wants me to take him to the 120 precinct. Officer Fisher. I wasn't to- I wasn't told this. Dagostino, he doesn't want this <coughs> to to get out. he doesn't want this to get out to the public, so I'm dis- discreetly transferring him.
1: Fisher looks at them suspiciously. Okay, fine. They walk off. Exterior police station continuous. D'Agostino and Max walk over to the car. She puts Max in the passenger seat. As D'Agostino prepares to enter the car, Officer Fisher and a horde of officers exit the station, aiming their guns at them.
0: Officer D'Agostino, i oh, sorry, Officer Fisher. Sergeant D'Agostino, you're under arrest. I just called in what you were doing. Wilson did not sanction you to transfer Mr. Vigarito to the 120.
1: There is a standoff. D'Agostino jumps into the car and he speeds away.
0: Officer Fisher. Two officers. Arrest him. And here comes my my bloated head.
1: <coughs> Exterior street continuous. D'Agostino's car speeds down the street.
0: Oh, fuck what were we going to do this? Two cop cars
1: <laughs> enter the road in pursuit. Interior police car continuous. Lots of permits.
0: Uh, Max is bouncing around the car, still handcuffed. Max, this was your idea? Real good. D'Agostino, I don't see you coming up with one. Max, I'm got me. D'Agostino, I'm a little busy.
1: Exterior street continuous. One of the cop cars pull up next to D'Agostino's car. The car lurks into D'Agostino's car, trying to push it off the road. Interior D'Agostino's car continuous. Max jumps out of his seat as the window shatters on him.
0: D'Agostino, this isn't police protocol. Max,
1: I told you they're trying
0: to kill us.
1: Bang. There's a gunfire, and Max ducks for cover.
0: D'Agostino, so much for playing nice.
1: D'Agostino grabs Max and pushes him down for cover. She takes a gun out and returns fire.
0: Exterior street, continuous.
1: Both cars speed down the street with two other cop cars in pursuit. Interior D'Agostino's car, continuous. Max gets up from his seat.
0: We have to lose them.
1: Max looks out the window and points.
0: Look, there's a blockade. Again, how the hell was I going to do this? (laughs) D'Agostino, hold on to something. Why?
1: Exterior street, continuous. D'Agostino's car makes a sharp turn down an adjacent street and skids off. Two of the pursuing cop cars crash into each other, trying to keep up. One escapes and is still following D'Agostino's car. Interior, (laughs) D'Agostino's car, continuous. Max turns around to see if there's anybody following them.
0: There's still one more behind us. Uh, she's checking something with There's still one more behind us. I think, I think I'm all out of bullets.
1: Max looks around the car for anything he can use. He notices a stack of newspaper. Bang! More gunshots. Max takes the newspaper and throws it out the window. What are you doing? Exterior street continuous. The newspaper hits the pursuing car window, blinding them. The car skids and crashes. D'Agostino's car continuous interior. D'Agostino looks at Max in shock. Max, I saw someone do that
0: once. We
1: have to hurry. They know I'm escaped, and they'll they'll know where I'm going to next. Interior, Alice's house. Day. There is a knock on Alice's door. She opens the door to an officer.
0: Officer Bonner. Good. Sean was going to play this because he's a he's a you know oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Officer Bonner.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Alice, can I help you? Uh, I'm doing a routine check. There have been reports of a suspect in a murder case that has been spotted around the area. Mind if I come and take a a look around? A lock around? Yeah, a lock around.
1: Alice hesitantly lets him in. He walks in and takes a look around.
0: Alice, can I help you with something, Officer? Officer Bonner. Uh, Bonner, and no. He takes a final look. Is that it? Officer Bonner. Yes, Miss Langdon.
1: Alice hesitates.
0: I didn't tell you my name. Officer Bonner, you didn't? Alice, no. (laughs) Officer Bonner, oh, I guess I just blew my cover. He takes out his gun and points it at her. He laughs. Officer Bonner, don't move or I'll blow your fucking brains out.
1: Alice starts to wince and cry.
0: No, please don't shoot.
1: He approaches her and touches her.
0: No, I won't hurt a single hair on your pretty little head.
1: He pulls on the hair as she reacts.
0: We, don't, we didn't get a chance to finish the ritual, but this time I'll make sure to get the job done. The best part about it is that there's no one to save you this time.
1: <laughs> bang, bang, <ba-ba-bang>. bang, mm-hmm. <laughs> bang, and he drops to the ground, wincing in pain. Holding his leg, Alice looks up and sees D'Agostino holding a gun. Max runs in from behind. He grabs Alice and hugs her.
0: Max, are you all right?
1: Al still hysterical from what happens, tries to find the words.
0: Yes, where were you? I've been calling you all day. Max, I was a little tied up. Officer Bonner, you son of a bitch, you shot me, D'Agostino.
1: D'Agostino reaches down and grabs him.
0: D'Agostino, what the hell are you doing?
1: Max grabs the officer's pin on his uniform.
0: D'Agostino, look at this. It's a crest I was telling you about on the way here. He's one of them. uh, D'Agostino to Bonner. Who are the others? Officer Bonner just laughs it off. off. Officer Bonner, when he realizes what you're trying to do here, he will find you and kill you all. Daxino,
1: who? Who? The phone rings. They all pause for a moment. Max gently walks over to the phone and picks it up.
0: Max, hello? Hello, Max Figueroa. You. Yes, Max. I see you've met one of my many, my many followers. Mm-hmm. Tell me, have you interrogated him yet? Max. Not yet. Max, you're not going to get much out of him. See, I knew he would fail me. He's what we call a neophyte, a learner. Y- you see no indentation or tattoo symbolizing that he's been initiated. I sent him there as a test, and if he, and he failed. Uh, voice, I found your one Achilles heel, and now I'm going to exploit it. You're going to have to kill him. Max, I'm not... I'm not the one who's been compromised. You are, and I'm not going to kill him. One-dimensional thinking, Max. You think you hold all the cards. I know someone that that has been leaking you information. Roth is his name? I have to tell you that his betrayal is not tolerated in our body. His sacrifice was well-deserved. Max, you're a monster. Voice, I knew that he would betray us. Our trust. Would you like to know how he suffered? How Langan suffered? How everyone will suffer. I know what you want. I know what you I know what you really want to do. Max, w- what? You want to know how your wife suffered. Max gets angry and throws the phone up against the wall, destroying it. He turns his attention to Officer Bonner and charges at him. Sorry, sorry, Jerry. <laughs> uh, uh, Max, who is legion?
1: Bonner just laughs at him.
0: Fine, uh, Max, fine. You don't want to answer my questions?
1: Max reaches into his pocket and pulls out a gun and points it to Bonner.
0: D'Agostino, easy, Max. Alice, Max? Max, I know what
1: I'm doing. He pushes it closer.
0: Max, if you don't answer (laughs) my questions, my finger might just slip on the trigger.
1: Sweat starts trickling down his face as he looks at the gun. Panic starts to sink in.
0: I'm going to count to five. Who is Legion? One, two, three, four. I don't know.
1: Max reaches into his pocket and pulls out the flash drive.
0: This is a flash drive I found in one of your rituals. It's locked. What is the password, Officer Bonner? I don't know.
1: Max pushes the gun closer to his face. No.
0: All right. Uh. Well, uh. Sorry. more beta. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Max. No, Officer Bonner. All right, all right. It's three, two, two. Moria, beta. That's all I know.
1: <laughs> sorry. Max punches him, knocking him out. To Alice, grab the laptop. Interior Alice's house, I'm room sorry, twilight. I, I, I got a text from Dugastini and Alex sit in the room, and Max has been doing his research in period. Max enters with a large piece of paper. Max, now that we're all on the same page, I will explain exactly what's going on. Dugastini, I wish you would. Max, my approach to proving my innocence and finding this cult was a way too narrow minded. The man that called before, called himself Legion, told me to widen my gaze and stop thinking one-dimensionally. As I have just, I, as
0: I've done now. Sorry, my research brought me deeper into the rabbit hole, deeper than what I, what I wanted. But I left enlightened. Four years of stringent studying and teaching about rooms will do that to you. <laughs>
1: they both look at him. They sorry. They both look at him impatiently.
0: But I digress. Agent Langan was close, closer than anybody realizes. To solving the case of the mis of the mysterious cult. Using the flash using the information from the flash drive in Langan's journal, I have come to realization that the Brotherhood of the Sun is looking to enact a ritual cult, the seventh seal.
1: Max drops the paper on the floor, revealing a map. The map has locations marked each one cons- coincides with the rituals.
0: Okay, hold on, a minute. Uh Max, the seventh seal refers to a verse in the Bible from the book of Daniel. Now, the sacrifices don't have to be done in or- order, but I believe that they are close to finishing it. Langan first recorded that he found the man murdered in ritualistic fashion three months ago. His last name was Crohan. He was murdered here. He
1: points to a location on the map.
0: It's very Sherlock Holmesy. Yeah, um, right? Crohan meets, meets the crown. Crohan means crown, which coincides with the first seal. Another murder happened the same way. This time, the victim's name was uh sh- steward, steward, whatever. Steward, little. Which translates, which translates to sword. The second seal. He died here.
1: He points to a location.
0: Uh, two siblings were murdered here.
1: He points to another point on the map.
0: His last, their, their last names was Scharkles, This is all Latin, by the way, which means scales. The third seal. They also sacrificed a lamb, which coincides with the fourth, fourth seal. Another person was sacrificed here.
1: He points to another point on the map.
0: He, his name was White, which is the final, which is the fifth seal. You, Alice, Alice, me, you were supposed to be the sixth seal. Langan interrupted the ritual, causing them a minor setback, which was supposed to be here.
1: He points to the map.
0: Interesting that the map forms a varied, a varied version of a pentagram. Alice, what happened to the seventh? Max, the seventh requires a mass sacrifice in one place. Alice, what are they? Why are they carving runes into their chests? Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, that that's easy to explain. In ancient Rome, humans would tattoo themselves mm-hmm. as a way of offering their bodies to, for sacrifice. Thanks, you know.
1: So what's that have to do with the police? Max Miles. I'm so glad you asked. He grabs his laptop. The
0: flash drive that I found contains names of senators, <coughs> world leaders, and officers all over the state, including ones that work in local uh, precinct. That's why they. They were so eager to kill, kill us before.
1: D'Agostino reads on in disgust.
0: People that I've trusted my whole life were all keeping secrets from me. Max, tends to happen with law enforcement. Alice, how did you figure all this out? Max, I performed the ritual without fully finishing it, of course. Dangerous as it may be. Alice, wouldn't you have the time to do that? Haven't, haven't had much sleep lately. D'Agostino, what did you do exactly? Max, let me explain.
1: Interior Alice's house room flashback night. Max is standing, peering at the spider web he created, each one connecting events and people.
0: Max, voiceover. While I was connecting the dots trying to figure out who or what was doing this, I remembered in Langen's journal of passage, he said he noticed another symbol on one of the victim's bodies. It had a star
1: with seven points. Max sits in a chair.
0: Uh, Max, I remember researching the seven seal ritual in college. So I gathered what supplies I could to hold, I get hold of in the apartment.
1: Max draws the star with seven points. He also writes something in Latin on the floor. Max takes a knife and cuts his hands and smears it on the floor.
0: And that's when my journey into hole <laughs> began. Alice, what did you see? Max, everything passed present and
1: future. Oh, I gotta be awake now. Montage. Max shakes his head as if he's going through an acid trip or out of body experience. Max sees himself drunk in a bar. Max observes himself talking to Langan and getting angry. He observes himself finding Langan's dead body and he sees the Black Sun Rune carved in his chest. He sees himself back in an abandoned warehouse observing a ritual in action. He hears chanting some sound human, others demonic. He sees the past famous assassination Hooded figures behind these events. Finally, he sees a premonition of the future: Alice being sacrificed by the cult, and Max's dead corpse in the woods. End of montage. Was that good?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it was great.
1: It's terrible.
0: Still got a little more.
1: What? Interior. Uh, sorry, I don't do it. Interior: Alice's house,
0: room. Present. Why, <laughs> why? Max. It was quite the experience. Alice sounds sounds terrifying. But if you do all this, why why did we have to go to the library, Max? I had to confirm what I saw before I could just tell anybody. You just don't tell people you had an out-of-body experience.
1: Max holds up the drive.
0: Everything, we so- everything I saw document- <clears throat> is documented in this drive. This is our chance to expose what's going on here. D'Agostino, I need this drive. Max pulls another flash drive out. While we were, to- while we were talking, I made a phantom drive.
1: He hands it to D- uh, D'Agostino.
0: Oh, so what's next? The drive had a location
1: mapped outside of the city. He grabs the map from the floor and points to the location. Uh, we are
0: almost done, Jerry. We got like 10 pages left. We do. Max, this is, this is where the group is. Uh, Deggstino, I'll meet you there. There's something I have to check out. Max, what about him? Deggstino, I'll take care of Officer Bonner. Max, all right. I'll meet you up there. Contact the local authorities as well. They they can make the arrests. Alice, I'm coming with you. No, Alice. You have to stay here. This is my cross to bear, not yours. Deggstino, if the coven knows she's here, they'll come back for her.
1: They both look at Alice. Here go. Exterior outside Wilson's house night. D'Agostino pulls up near Wilson's house, making sure no one sees him. She slowly walks over to the side of the house near his office window. Wilson is standing in there, talking on his phone. Wilson, yes, I assure you everything is going according to plan. I have Fisher out to re- retrieve the drive. A woman walks into his office. Woman, your suitcase is ready and your car is here, sir. I'll take it for you, Jerry. Shut up. Uh,
0: Wilson, I have to go. We'll meet soon.
1: He hangs the phone up.
0: Wilson, thank you. I'll be out in, in a minute.
1: Wilson leaves the room. D'Agostino climbs to the window. Interior Wilson's office, continuous. D'Agostino enters the office, making sure not to make any sudden movements that will blow her cover she travels to the desk checking drawers she opens one and digs through it she pulls out a document and opens it inside inside of it she finds death certificates fingerprints blood tests connected to these murder victims she reaches into the drawer again and she pulls out a pin the same pin that Wilson found in Legan's house she reaches into her apart into her apartment and pulls out her phone <laughs> she dials Max's phone number and goes to voicemail
0: Max, your suspicions were correct, but you'll never go into the believe, believe who is in charge of this. It's
1: before she finishes. A cult member hits her in the back of the head, knocking her out. The cult member removes her blood—I mean, her right. hood—and it revealed to the to be Alice, or is it interior, Max? Yeah. The, acid-
0: the cult remove, Sorry, let, let me read, <laughs> let me read that again for you, Jerry.
1: The cult member. <laughs> what? <the> f- what? <laughs> hold. Let me reread it to read, re-read read it to re-read. you again. Yeah, reread. Yeah. <laughs> the cult member removes her hood, and it is revealed to be Alice. Or is it? Because it's a big reveal, Jerry. Shut up. <laughs> Interior. Of Max's car. Night. Alice and Max are driving down a dirt road. Max is in the passenger side, looking through some documents on his laptop.
0: This is insane. you
1: insane. What?
0: Not only is the cult sacrificing people, they're cloning them by using the medical files and tissue samples we found in the drive. Bobby was right. Christian Christian goes insane with writing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alice. Why would they clone people? They sacrifice. Max, Max shaves needs. his head. Ma- Alice, Max, I have to tell you. At first, I didn't believe you. I thought you were you killed my brother. I'm sorry.
1: Before she can finish, Max spots a hooded person running across the dirt road. Stop! Alice stops the car. Max takes his seatbelt off.
0: Alice, you stay here. Don't let anyone in. Max runs out of the car. <laughs> Alice, wait.
1: Exterior was continuous. Max cautiously follows the cult member. After a few feet, he comes across an opening. The cult member walks over to a barn. It sounds like something is going on inside. He walks over to the barn. He cautiously opens the large barn door and enters. Interior barn continuous. Max walks into a large room. He is confused by what he sees. There is LOUD MUSIC in all caps coming from a DJ and a horde of ravers dancing like me. They're, they all have a rune symbol painted on their face. Max walks through, the mass of people bumping into some. DJ, we're going to change it up and get, get ready for the ritual to if start. If I can turn back time. Oh, good
0: lord. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> if I can find your ways. Everyone starts to cheer. The DJ changes the music. As everyone starts dancing, Max, confused by what he sees, tries to talk to someone, but everyone ignored him. Smoke starts to dissipate from nowhere, rising and covering the room. Max starts to shake his head. The smoke is affecting him. He turns to a group of people and their faces start to contort and demonize. Max is being influenced by a drug. He starts to walk to the exit, but people start surrounding him. They look like they're attacking him, but in all reality, they are not. The drug starts to take its toll. Max turns around and passes out. Exterior crop field continuous. D'Agostino, now upstate after being knocked out, pushes through... A dense crop field. A brand new car. She pushes through the trips. She falls on something, but she can't see what it is. She reaches into her pocket and grabs a flashlight and points it at her hand. Her hand is covered in blood. D'Agostino, what the? She points to the flashlight to where she fell, and it is revealed to the body of her partner, Williams. She covers her mouth in disgust. Interior room night. Max wakes up groggy. He tries to move but realizes that he is tied to a chair. The room is dimly lit. He looks around the room. Surrounding him are candles, <laughs> owl statues, uh, occult members.
0: Hello, Max.
1: Wilson walks into Max's visual line.
0: Uh, Captain Wilson, so you're behind us. Wilson, you think I'm the only one? Max, what do you mean? Wilson, you'll find out soon enough.
1: Wilson signals someone to turn on the lights. The lines turn on to reveal a large room. The room exhumes a blue hoo to it. Here. Shut up. <laughs> Wilson turns Max around.
0: See, before Hugh. you meet the one, he wants you to see what we are doing for yourself. For you, What we are doing for yourself. I told him that since you had the flash drive, you already knew what we were doing, but he hesitated.
1: Max's reaction is horror- well it should be horrified and disgusted. In front of him are bodies of Langan, Alice, and others. Are they a real thing or clones?
0: Uh, Wilson, beautiful, isn't it? As you can see, they're in the embryotic stages. He points elsewhere. Over there you can see the, 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 that those that are ready to go out into the real world.
1: Someone enters and whispers something into Wilson's ear. He turns to Max and smiles.
0: Wilson, take him to meet with
1: Legion. Interior office room, continuous. A cult member, Max and Wilson, enter a dimly lit office.
0: Sit, Mr. Vigorito.
1: Max sits in a chair. Leave us. Wilson and the cult member leave.
0: So you're Legion. (coughs) Surprise? From what I'm told, your group has been around for centuries, so why are you doing all this? Why, indeed. You're very perceptive, Max. Max, answer my question. People fear what they don't understand. People of power have always sought to rule the world. From Genghis Khan to Julius Caesar to Napoleon to Hitler, power has always attracted the strong. Today is no different. Wars, revolutions, assassinations, economic recessions, they're all just tools to further the agenda. The slaves think they're free, but they can't see who pulls the strings. So we've proven our point. The laws of nature only the strongest survive. That was an Ian line, too.
1: That was pretty good. Yeah. Max shakes his head in disgust.
0: So, in a sense, Max, you're not fighting me. You're fighting an idea.
1: Yeah. There you go, Jerry. Montage. D'Agostino running up to the barn, Max entered. She runs around to the back and sneaks into a back door. Max, what are you talking
0: Max, about? What are you talking about? Uh, Shadow Man, or the Shadow Woman voice. The human condition. They are broken creatures. That's why they need to be controlled. They can't think for themselves. So we tell them who to hate and what to buy. Simple, isn't it, Max? We're going to finish something that has been in the making for thousands of years. End of montage. Max.
1: Oh, I saw that you are No, no,
0: me. I I saw that you were cloning people. Now
1: go. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. The shadow woman takes out a knife and carves a sudden root into Max's chest. He signals for someone to enter. A cult member walks in.
0: You see, Max, every day you see people going about their daily lives. You'd never suspect that they are looking, that you are looking at an empty shell, void of life. You, they see, but they don't perceive. They hear, but they don't understand. Clones are the, are the way of the new world. It's easy to control an empty shell than control one with free will. You see, souls are a tricky thing.
1: He takes a vial and collects Max's blood. He walks over to one of the cult members and unmasks her. It's Max's wife. Max's eyes shoot out. The Shadow Woman smiles. See, Max,
0: I told you your wife. I told your wife what I was doing, and I asked her to join me. When she refused, I killed her. Doesn't she have that twinkle in her eye? A side effect of the cloning process. See, the cloning process isn't perfect, so we use incubators to keep them fresh. Max, you're a monster. She smiles. Not yet.
1: Max hears a loud scream. It's Alice.
0: I want to thank you, Max, for leading me to Alice. <clears throat> Max, where is she? She's safe for now. She's the key to the final sacrifice. Max, she's not the last. You need three more. Shall we? You think it's that simple? You remember the rave going going on above us in the barn? Well, that was the sixth one. The souls of martyrs.
1: The Shadow Man takes a vial of blood and shows it to Max.
0: Join us, Max. Be a part of the new future. A future of progress and unity. Max, and if I refuse, <coughs> I always win, Max. You can join us and be free, or you can be sacrificed, and we will clone you and send you out into the world to mm-hmm. teach our doctrine. And no one will be any, be the wiser.
1: Max shakes his head. No,
0: Gentlemen. <clears throat> Fine, have it your way then.
1: She hits, knocking. She hits Max, knocking him out. Interior room. Uh, later, Max walks into Alice's screams of help. Max tries to find a way to get you you untied. He manages to get one hand out when the door opens and a cult member enters. Max acts like he is still out. The cult member takes a closer look to see if he is still alive. When Max headbutts him. Max manages to knock the cult member out and steal his robe and a gun. Interior coven hallway. Continuous. Max, now disguised as a cult member, travels down a hallway, following Alice's screams for help. He comes across a room and enters it. Interior ritual room. Continuous. The room is dark, murky, and covered with dimly lit candles. Alice, lying across the table, tied and wearing a sacrificial garb, screams in terror. Surrounding her are hooded men... Each, each one of them is wearing masks symbolizing the moon. Enters the shadow woman wearing a modified version of a cold garb and wearing a mask symbolizing the sun.
0: And, and I looked, and behold the pale horse. And in his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed him. And power was given to, unto them over the fourth part of the earth <coughs> to kill with sword, with, and with hunger, and with death. And with the beasts of the earth.
1: Interior server room continuous. Max enters the room that doubles as a server room and an incubator room. The incubators hold the DNA of each clone. He walks over to the computer and accesses it. He types in a few commands and leaks in the information on the internet and wipes the drive. He also hacks the system and corrupts the incubators, making them stero- s- sterile. Sterile. Stud. Okay.
0: Continue.
1: <laughs> Interior room continuous. Wilson and two cult members enter the room. Uh, Max was tied in. He notices that an un- undressed cult member is on the floor. Wilson frowns and shoots him.
0: Sound the alarm, mm. take him away.
1: Interior ritual room continuous. Shadow woman. Sorry. We offer this sacrifice we to we the We offer
0: s- the sacrifice to the sun. May God be May, may God Uh, Oh my god! Sun God, may may this be be a worthy sacrifice.
1: The Shadow Woman raises a sacrificial dagger.
0: The sacrifice of pure and innocent blood.
1: A hooded figure enters the room.
0: May this sacrifice not be in vain.
1: The hooded figure uncloaks, revealing Max. He points a gun at the Shadow Woman. The cult members start to walk towards Max.
0: Max, stop right there.
1: Shadow Woman.
0: Uh, you really think you can escape this place, Max?
1: The alarm sounds as Max grabs Alice. Shadow Woman,
0: you can run, but remember, we are everywhere. We will find her. Max, you sure about that? He He cocks cocks his gun gun
1: and and shoots the Shadow Woman. She falls into the shadows as the Colt scurries.
0: Shadow Woman, I am everywhere. (coughs) Max, you alright? Alice, I think so. Yes.
1: Interior coven hallway continuous. Max and Alice scurry into the exit.
0: Max, I hope D'Agostino got that flash drive to someone we can trust. Alice, Max, I have to tell you something. Max, what?
1: Before she can finish, there is a gunshot. Alice falls to the floor. He turns to see where it came from. He sees Wilson holding D'Agostino, pointing a gun at her.
0: Put her down, Wilson. Wilson, you cost us a lot, Max. Max, you brought this on yourself, forcing me into a corner. The things you did to Alice. Wilson, I found D'Agostino lurking around my complex. It doesn't matter, though. We control it all, remember? Max, yeah, I remember. But when the people find out what you're doing, they'll be the ones to stop you. Wilson, this is just what I wanted, Max. Chaos. I had such high hopes for us, Max. I had visions of us working together side by side. I created the bodies, you mold the minds. I never wanted to kill you, Max. I just wanted you to see the light. See, you were the only one that is awake awake in a world of sleeping people. Think of the power we can command. Face it, Max. We could have been gods. I'm giving you one more chance to join us, Max. Max, no. Fine, then. Wilson shoots D'Agostino, then points the gun at Max. Wilson, two down. One to go, Max. See, there's so much more to, to this, and you hold the key. You have the knowledge of our ways locked deep in that mind of yours. You just don't see it yet, and don't make me do something I'll regret. Max, as long as you let Alex go.
1: Wilson laughs.
0: Fine, Max. Now give me the drive.
1: Max, wa- Max walks over to Wilson. Suddenly, Wilson is shot. He falls to the floor. Max turns around to see Alice on the floor with the gun in her hand. Max runs over to her.
0: Alice, come on. I have to, I have to get you out of here.
1: Max helps her up. Exterior woods continuous. Max, holding Alice in her, her arms, is running through the woods trying to find this car. Alice, wait, stop. Max stops.
0: What's wrong? I'm not going to make it. Max, come on, don't say that. (laughs) She touches Max's face with blood. Sorry, Cole. I'm sorry, Jerry. Oh, yeah, she touches
1: Max's face with her bloodied hand. Max falls into the floor in a state of shock. In the distance, the sound of sirens permeate the night sky. Interior Alice's house day. The phone rings as someone unlocks the door. I'm sorry, hold on,
0: real quick. So, the movie ended. Everything's good. Credits. And now this is like a post-credits scene. Go ahead, Jerry.
1: The person walks over to the phone and picks it up. Hello? It is revealed to be the clone of Alice. Her eyes twinkle.
0: Yes. <clears throat> this is Alice.
1: And then that's- Fade
0: out. Yes, there you We go.
1: did it! So there you go,
0: Jerry. Woof. That was... That was something... I go to the gym every day, yeah.
1: and I've never been so exhausted <laughs> in my life. But but what'd you think of it, Jerry? It's, it holds up a lot better than I remember. I gotta say, Ian's dialogue is yeah. pretty impressive. He knows how to write pretty well.
0: It holds up a lot better than I remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: real quick, that I forgot to mention in the beginning when we were talking about uh, when you were talking about like I was going insane trying to write the, write the stuff. Yes. Writer's block. I binged on X file so you could see a lot of X Files shit going on here as well as you know it 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 completely jumps the shark and takes like a left turn in some places
1: didn't you didn't you also get inspiration from like a blade or something like that yeah we watched
0: blade like some stuff was from blade too right um (coughs) not complete copies we took a little inspiration from that and there was a show that came on history or sci-fi called dig and that was a great show. If anybody, if you, anybody like gets on demand or something, find Dig. Dig is with Dig is a great show. It Was like a ten episode event series. It was it was fantastic. Dig. So yeah,
1: that was it. So I dig it.
0: So yeah, so we are way over our allotted time, Jerry. When it comes to podcasts and stuff. This what is, is this
1: like? Overall, two and a half hours. It's, no, it's
0: two hours pretty good
1: so yeah so it's like joe rogan yeah so
0: this is this is a long podcast but i wanted to do something uh, something that we didn't do before i i like script reads and i think you guys would enjoy it's like story time it's pretty good um how would you
1: grade my phonics reading
0: it was really good jerry how how you enjoyed it you thought it was something different i thought
1: it was something different yeah i loved it it was sexy as we as
0: we move on to the end jerry Got anything else to say? Want to wrap this up? Or?
1: All I got to say is, guys, if you're still tuning in with us at this point, you guys are our truest fans, especially from the last podcast episode, so that means John, Kenny, and Joe are <laughs> our three biggest fans.
0: Um, Yeah, so, uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Um, give us, Please give us some feedback on this. Um, we'll have more tales from the filmmakers this year. I think we're going to dive deep into maybe, uh, n- maybe mid-year into... Um, my thesis film and then maybe we'll do some of my pre-film school films as like a little joke stuff like that
1: can we do the filmmakers
0: yeah yeah we do filmmakers too can we do uh, like
1: half an episode of filmmakers yeah
0: yeah okay (laughs) we'll we'll do that but um we're going to have some guests coming up soon yes and uh, yeah so um anyway as always guys thank you for listening uh we're on we're on youtube at caputo at collect Collective, no, sorry. We're on YouTube at Caputo Collective. Well, we've been talking for two hours, Jerry. We're on YouTube at Caputo Collective, finest collective podcast, Google Collective podcast. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Pocket Cast.
1: The front page of your newspapers. Uh, we're on
0: Google um, Cast podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. Just look at look for us in that wonderful app that you have on your phone. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube with the video. Thank, thank you for watching us on YouTube. Um, subscribe, please. That'll help us out in the future. Hit the bell on the side so you know when our videos drop. Collective Gaming. I streamed this week. I streamed on Twitch. Uh, we, I did Sonic Three and Knuckles. Um, Kingdom Hearts comes out next week, so maybe I'll do some streaming when I'm done with the game. You're doing Kingdom a lot Works. of your life, Christian. Um,
1: yeah. I'm, I love
0: you. I'm trying. I'm looking for work, so I'm home. I have a lot of work on way oh, I have a lot of time on my hands. Collective Gaming still going. Uh, we're in the middle of Legend of Zelda. Then, after that, we got Donkey Kong 64 up, but that probably won't be until like March, late March, uh, Donkey Kong 64. But we're in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of time. We're deep in that right now, so watch that. Jerry,
1: sing until sunrise event. That'll be March 23rd, Saturday at Stine's Pub. Uh, $10 suggested donation, and we got three teams competing to help. Uh, give summer back to children with cancer and their siblings. Oh yeah, the
0: karaoke is always fun. You had we had three last year. Yes. Jerry it was a great time. It was it, it's you, you just said Steinies? Steinies Bobby. Yeah. Oh, We're oh, great. gonna bring so it I'll back be, to the classes. Oh great so I'll be I'll be cramped and claustrophobia will hit me. Um no you're, but you're it's you're guaranteed a, a hug a, from me throughout a, the whole night. It's a great it's a great um event. We'll have Lou's we'll have Lou's doppelganger there. Yes. I hope he cuts his hair too. Uh, maybe maybe I'll sing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll have Joe. We'll have I'll Joe. Talk for another four hours. To we'll have we'll have Joe sing a Metallica, or or Lincoln Park, or back that ass up. Back that ass up. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. That's basically it. I'm guys, rambling. I'm rambling. You. So, see you next time, guys. See ya. <laughs>